Halo, halo, Sacred Icon listeners. We used to do ads for other people, but I decided, why don't we do one for ourselves? Whether you're here listening to us for the first time or you've heard every episode, I'd like to briefly tell you what we're about and how you can support us. We have been doing this podcast since 2019, and with that has come lots of changes. We started as a primarily Halo-only show, but have evolved, combat evolved, over the years to talk about a wide variety of things in the realm of nerd culture. As you can imagine, we've made numerous changes to our platforms, usernames, and emails over the years, so now is the time for me to set things right and give the Covenant back their bomb. You can join our Discord by clicking the link included on our podcast feed. You can also send us an email or a voice message at sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash sacredicon, and we no longer use Twitter or X or whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com slash sacredicon and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead. Halo! Halo, everybody! Guess freaking what? It's episode 47 of what show? The one and only Sacred Icon Halo show, right here, where we talk all things Halo. Because we love Halo, and we know you guys do too. Even if there's a delay, and we don't know when it's coming out. Yeah, that's right. I'm your co-host, Joel Joshua Hargis. Joining with me as always is my buddy, my pal, my friend, Brian Arvett. But this time, we got a guest coming back like a butt crack. It's Dizzy from Gears of War 2. Just kidding, guys. It's Justin. Our buddy. Justin, welcome back to the show, man. How you doing? I like the Dizzy reference. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> That's the only thing I remember about Dizzy and Gears 2. Oh, I love Dizzy. I, I love how we... I think it was... Was it Justin or you? I think it was Justin who was like, I guarantee he's not dead. He's going to be in the third yep. game. And then he was. If they don't show the character dying, yeah. and sometimes even if they do... Oh, <laughs> they're gonna be bad. <laughs> it's like this character had his head cut off, but he's in the next game. You know, you know. It's I, like I, was, I just imagine watching Revenge of the Sith and Count Dooku gets his head cut off, and then someone in the theater's like, "He's not dead. He's not yeah. dead." I mean, really? I mean, the freaking <laughs> the freaking uh, Death Star exploded into a bazillion pieces, and the Emperor was not dead. So you yeah, know. yeah. But we're not gonna go there. <laughs> um, okay, guys. Today's topic is going to be a mix of all the Xbox news, the the Series S announcement, the Series X. Um, Game Pass, the All Access, Halo Infinite, how that plays into those things, and and the relevance of the Xbox One, because that's something I kind of want to touch on. I feel like people aren't talking about uh, too much either. But before we get into that, Josh, I'm going to paint a picture for you, and then I'm going to say the the words that we're all waiting for. Here's the picture. So it's the day of the Series X reveal with the price reveal, the $299. And there's a Sony exec, high-level Sony exec, and he's really really excited he's really happy having a great day and he just sat he just he's at work he's in his nice business suit and he just sat down in a bathroom stall he's got to take a poop and he's sitting there and he pulls his phone out because he needs something to do while he goes potty and uh, he reads he reads one minute ago that microsoft announced the 299 price so josh hit me up with the sound of a sony exec on a bathroom break uh, finding out that the Xbox Series S is only $299.99. Oh. oh, shit! $299! Oh, shit! I'm taking shit and they got that! Oh, shit! That's way too cheap! We can't do that! We were gonna undercut them! We were just waiting for the moment and they got out from under us! Oh, shit! <laughs> sounds like sounds like he clipped it off early. 
He did. He pinched it off, and when he got hot, he hot-tailed it right on out of there. I don't even know if he washed his hands. He sure as hell better of, though. He's like, screw the screw the corona. I ain't even going to wash. <laughs> Justin, you got anything to add here? I just wish people could see his face during that impression. Cause <laughs> like, that, that, oh, oh, shit! <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I bet there was some of that going on at, at, uh, at Sony, you know, and... Even as a Sony fan here, I can only imagine because I remember when the when the PS4 was announced to be three ninety nine after Microsoft's conference of being four ninety nine for the Xbox One. I was like, "Oh man, but Microsoft Tony, execs are sweating." So it's Tony the same thing. Like, well, you know, you have unless it's like the opposite is like this really nice, really nice guy that works at Sony, and he just looks at that and seeing it on his phone, he's like, "Well, shit." And right as that happens, you should just hear blues. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you know, I was pretty upset about the two ninety nine, but then I had a ghost wipe, so all is well. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, that's the way to start it. Can, uh, actually, that's a gonna, shitty way to start, Brian. Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, guys, so uh, we're not going to go over like all the details of the information because you guys know that already. But uh, basically, we're going to start by talking about the. So it's two ninety nine for the Series S. And it's $499 for the Series X. We currently, at the time of this recording, do not have a price for the PlayStation 5. Uh, we'll just kind of spitball it from here. Um, Justin, what did you think about seeing those prices? What were your thoughts? Uh, well, to start, I mean, I, it, it, it's, it's really cool that we have two different offerings uh, and one being really affordable, it, it's especially cool. Like for for people like me and you guys as well, we're gonna go for the Series X. Yep. Mm-hmm. But then I have like my family. You know, my sister, she's got like a bajillion kids. <laughs> so you know that that makes it a lot easier for them to be able to get a more affordable console like that. Now and play the same games you're playing. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 and especially with Game Pass too. Like that that. There's, how do you beat that? And I mean, and I, I kind of wanted to not jump ahead, but of course we're going to mention it. But like, you combine that with the all access thing, and it makes it really hard to not buy this console. Right, right. I actually did the math on that too, and uh, it's t- for the Series X, it's thirty five a month or thirty four ninety nine if you want to be like specific. I don't know, just, but I hate that they do. I hate that that's a thing. It works. It works. Uh, but uh, it comes out to around like eight hundred plus dollars after everything's said and done, after the two years. Uh, however, there's also 24 months of the Game Pass as well. Well, I did I did the math on that, too. I think you actually still save $20 by there, doing the... <laughs> there you by, go. Yeah, so... 20 bucks, but there's Give no me interest. some Wendy's with that. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, if you're planning to have Game Pass... Uh, ultimate right like uh, I, yeah, I can't do the think, tiers anymore I mean I think this is something else we'll probably get into in this conversation but I, I think there's something to be revealed about Game Pass slash Live that they haven't revealed yet there's a lot of murmuring rumors about like it seems as if something's going to change or go away I don't know if like Game Pass Ultimate will just become one solid thing and there won't be a Live it'll just be it's all integrated but something's going to change here I think in the next couple months alright so they just announced the other day that EA Play is now a part of it, of, of Game Pass, for no extra cost. Yeah. And my question is, uh, what the hell is EA Play and what happened to EA Access? Where, yeah, did I miss yeah. something? Uh, yeah, I, I missed it too. I don't know when they changed their name. I, I didn't 
I didn't also, miss also, I already paid for a year, like a few months ago. <laughs> like, what's? I heard that you're going to be able to just sort of okay. integrate that, similarly to how I think they did Golden Game Pass or something. Well, when does they that mean Justin doesn't get a refund then? He's just going to have to. He paid for EA Play up a year. And no, just, if I'm not mistaken, I think I could be wrong on this, but I think it's going to transfer to where like he'll they'll just combine that into a Game Pass Ultimate like membership. That's one thing I got to say is that Microsoft has been really good about this this generation uh, when it comes to getting that sort of thing back to consumers and people that have you know, pay for things. For example, uh, if you look back at Xbox Fitness when they were still heavily invested into Kinect, you could buy all these workout routines you know, for the Kinect and uh, they canceled it because Microsoft has a problem with committing uh, with, with certain things like that, they uh, they they just will not put a ring on that finger for certain things. And get out of here, cat! And sorry. <laughs> What's the cat's uh, name again? Tommy. Cameo by Tommy, ladies and gentlemen. Cameo by Tommy. Uh, you know that they, they won't commit certain things, but when they take things off the shelf, they will uh, give you that money back. So that was kind of a cool thing they did. So anybody that bought something from there. I'm not sure if they did that for when they canceled Groove mu- Groove mu- Music. Remember Groove Music? I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that and Mixer. Yeah, they don't. They they do have a commitment problem. And, and right. games for Windows Live. Remember Zoom? That one they should have canceled. Zoom. Longer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is, I, some of the stuff they they don't commit to sucked, and some of it was actually good. I want to say this real quick. iPod was great. Fine. Everybody that ever had a Zoom loved their Zoom. No, yeah. I, I, don't know I didn't have one, but uh, my old sister Starlet. did, and everyone else I knew that had a Zoom. I I agree. I, everyone else yeah. it seemed to love it. Everyone loved their yeah. Zoom. Didn't they have a Halo Three one? They probably did. Yeah, I think. yeah, they did. Yeah, man. Oh. I had two Zoom HDs. I had to rebuy one after I, I. I'm pretty sure I left it on top of my car, fumbling around with things, and then drove off. And then what happened to my Zoom? Yeah, that's awful. I think I remember you telling me about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's brutal. But, uh, Josh, what, what are your thoughts on the, just overall, we're starting this off on the series. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much Justin. I mean, I think, I think it's a good move because I feel like with, with this gen, current gen of the one S and then the one X, that was pretty cool. But this is like even better. I think just because like for one, I think the biggest thing, like almost like the elephant in the room to me is that the fact that the series X is going to be. 500 the same exact price that the xbox one launched with back in 2013 yeah but then you have this lesser version that's not really spec wise all that less for 200 dollars cheaper and that's just such in such a weird time that we're living in and then for people who maybe are like a family of gamers or who have or, or maybe like the kids who don't need the high-end specs and stuff Two hundred dollars less. That's that's gonna get them everything. Like, I think that's a great deal because if you're the kind of parent that doesn't maybe play this stuff and you're going into GameStop and you're the type of person that's relying on those associates for information and you're saying my son wants this new console, you know, can you tell me the difference? And honestly, like, the S is gonna be so much better for them because it's doing everything game wise that the series x can you know but for 200 dollars less and you're just not having the 4k stuff basically with a little less i think ram or whatever it was or something so like uh 
I think that's a good move because I feel you like have going to be a lot of confusion with parents thinking that they can play discs on it, though. That's true. I think, but but I would I would hope that that's the kind of thing associates would be able to kind of inform yeah. them about. Like you but know, like, if you buy this, you can't use discs. That's really like it's not really so much a drawback, but it I guess it it's the only thing I can think of if I'm nitpicking because it's just such an accessible console. Like it's it's just weird to think like if you just completely remove the Series X, that's still very much a next gen console. Yeah. For $300 at launch. It's yeah, a great I, deal. See, I was going to say um it sounds to me and like if one of you have heard differently, correct me, but uh, it sounds to me like the Series S is using very high-end updated current day parts that make it a next gen machine, but what really, you know, keeps it away from that Series X level is it has way less RAM and it has a lot smaller of a hard drive. Um, so it, it's not going to be able to do the powerhouse things that the X is going to do, but they both share the exact same CPU and the CPU is a next gen CPU. So, so not only does that, cause I actually heard, I think it was digital foundry that might've said it, that, uh, that when they talked to Microsoft, Microsoft originally kind of wanted to reformat the Xbox one X into being their S version. But then they realized um, trying to move forward with that old CPU because the X still uses the same CPU as the original Xbox. They, it's an old, you know, seven-year-old one now. So it, it, they realized it was much easier to just bring it up to date, make a new model with the current CPU. And now when games are designed, everything is designed around the same architecture, the same CPU, and they can build the games the same but scale down the resolution and the graphics and whatnot. So, yeah, I think, I think for me, um, honestly... Like Justin already said, we're all going to get the Series X, but there's a little part of me that's like, man, if I wasn't like OCD about having the best, I kind of love the Series S because the Series S is this thing. I'm already digital. We're all digital here. So it's like, that's something I could just load up all my games on, throw it in my backpack real quick, take it places, just pop it out, put an HDMI cable in and go. And like, to me, that's so cool to have this little... Pop it out. He flashed me with his... With the Series S. That's a nice S you got there, bro. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I just think that'd be so cool. Because the X, it's not that the X is this huge monstrosity that you can't take places. Like, I'm not going to be ridiculous. But it's not something I'm going to throw in a backpack and just not think about. So I kind of like that. I've heard what a lot of people What if you go to your dad's? What, what if you go to your parents' house and you just take the Series X out and just drop it on the table? And, like, and your dad's like, oh, you brought your modem. Yeah, well, that'd, be the PS, that'd be the PS5. Yeah, yeah. Like, looks, it literally looks, the Series X literally looks like the modem I have right now. Just just a little bit really? shorter, but yeah. To me, to me, the Series X looks like a, like a, am I saying, how do you say this, Justin? Is it Bose or Bosey? Bose? But like a Bose speaker? Yeah, it looks like a Bose yeah. speaker or like a, a little mini, fr- people say mini fridge, but I think it looks more like a speaker because I've never seen a mini fridge that small. Um, so that's kind of what I think it looks like. But uh, yeah, yeah, to wrap that kind of up, um, I think they've put Sony in a really hard position um, because the there's two models of the PS5. One's diskless and one's with a disk drive, but they have the same specs. And the specs for the PS5 is considerably better than the Series S. Let me ask you guys a question before you take us into something else, Brian. Do you guys think at this point, like it, it got, I don't know if you guys saw this, I just told Brian a little bit before airing, but it got confirmed that, uh, I think it was... I think it was the 18th now. I'm forgetting the day, but it's next week. Their PlayStation's going to be doing like a 40 minute show, basically with their details oh, and cool. stuff. And uh, do you guys think there's any potential 
that they could somehow undercut that three hundred dollar that they no. would even attempt it. It's not possible. Do you, think, do you think they would try to match it or undercut it? They can't They're even match to, it. So. They, they'll they'll probably do the four ninety nine price point for the moment the drive, uh, but with the other one, I mean, how much money are they really saving on a disc drive? Really, like, uh, do, do you think they can? Uh, they can't. That, they can't bucks? reasonably knock a hundred dollars off. Cause no, they might if they want to remain competitive because it. To me, like having a three ninety nine discless PS five does help them considerably in, in in going against Xbox. I'm not saying it's a, a replace it's not gonna fight it's not gonna win that fight against a Series S for two ninety nine. Mm-hmm. But it's gonna very much go, you know what? I can get in at a two ninety nine for an Xbox, but what I really want is a PlayStation, so just a hundred dollars more I can get that. Um, but yeah, there's there's no option for two ninety nine. There's just out of luck on that. No, my my question would be because I, I never did get a PS4. Um, I, I was close to a few points, but it just never happened. Uh, but both of you did. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to downloading games online, I've had I've heard complaints people have had about how long it takes to download games. I'm glad you brought Is this up. Is that still Justin? the case? I heard that I hear that all the time, and I just heard it yesterday. And honestly, all my ga- I have a ton of games on my PS4, all digital. I've never had any problems downloading. Speed. Okay, but I definitely would say I'm in the minority because I hear people complain about that all all the time. So. Uh, I also haven't had any issues. I can say though that I'm not a stickler for error, like being glued to my screen watching something download. Yeah, I I'm not even in the like, room. Half do the something else, but yeah, uh, I've never. I I mean, I, for me, it's like I guess the same. It feels like the same. Yep, I would agree. So yeah, I usually uh, just set it and forget it. What's that? You, I usually just yeah, set it yeah, for exactly. yeah. download and go do something else. Yeah, because I'm doing if I if I'm buying a game on there, I'm typically like if if it's something that I want to pay enough attention to, that I'm going to be playing like right after it's done, I'm going to go like shower or whatever. I'm doing something else so that I'm going to come back and see it. You know, so typically, typically I'm doing something where I'm not paying attention to it. I'm just hoping it's like done by then. But then, I don't know. Other, you know other it could be it could be because we don't. Like for Josh and I, we mostly use that as like a machine to play our exclusives on a lot of times. So for people who are that's their only system, or people who are constantly playing multiplayer games and have most of their games on a PS4, and they're constantly getting updates and, co- and content updates and patches and downloads, maybe the patches and stuff. Like maybe if you're like wanting to sit down and play Call of Duty, maybe the patches for the PS4. Are Sometimes the, the updates feel like they take a little bit, little bit longer. But uh, I don't notice the. Down- what, what do you guys think? Before, if you had to guess, before any of this was announced with Microsoft, what do you guys think they were planning on selling the two PS5 units for? Justin, what do you think, man? Oh, okay. It it's really tough to speculate that for me because, I mean, last year they were very very competitive, um, but they had a way to do that, and I was going to mention it earlier, but. Uh, they were able to undercut the Xbox One because they cut off original plans of including a camera. Yep. They, I, I think they said they didn't uh, ever have that plan to include the camera. They That's a good point. Clearly did everything because they had the digital artifacts of like, you know, the uh, all the all the controllers had the light for every. You know, it, yeah. You don't yeah. put that money into the in, into the the hardware if you're not going to have that entire base set up. Like with right. it, so that's how they did it. 
I I don't see them having anything else they can cut out to where they can undercut anymore. So they're kind of stuck there. They could do, you know, four ninety nine, but I, I haven't checked the uh, specs comparison in a while. But from from what I remember, the PS five is underpowered and it loses most of the battles uh you know when it comes to like cpu and gpu mm-hmm. um everything except for i guess hard drive yep that's right which is the one thing that people are just like whoa it's gonna load things faster but it's you already have an ssd like how much faster do you really i mean need i mean i think there's something to be said about considerably a uh, considerable faster loading drive um, but I'm not. But it ultimately seems like clearly the Series X was the is the highest and uh, most powerful console. But I think for I think for a lot of us, I don't want to speak for you guys, but for me, I feel like we thought the Series X was going to be really expensive. I thought it was going to be more than 499. I thought it was probably going to be 599. And I think Sony was personally not knowing anything behind the scenes. I think Sony was planning on their PS5 disc model being 599 as well. And uh, because they, they probably saw the Series X and thought, well, yeah, they're going to be $599. And then now the Series X is $499, and they got the $299 Series S. So I feel like they're going, okay, well, right off the bat, we have to make the PS5 uh, $499 to match the Series X. Because, I mean, Sony already made a huge mistake with the PS3 where they're like, they came out and they're like, oh, it's going to be $600 for the lowest model. Uh, just mm-hmm. get a second job. You know, like it did not <laughs> did not go over well, and they also saw from their their, their own their own selves of how they undercut the Xbox One and won that generation uh, as far as console sales go. So we pretty much know everyone knows they have to make their highest end console cost four ninety nine. Yeah, um, it's just tough though because I, I I keep thinking about this that like the Xbox doesn't really have any games and. That's going to be launching with. If I buy a Series X or even an S this holiday season, there's not a damn game I'm buying with it, and it's just a weird thing for me to think of doing, of getting a, a new console and not getting a game to experience the new, to, to just have the new experience on. Yeah, that's that's why you buy it, and it's it's so it's such a weird thought, and that's why I'm like I keep going back and forth between that like the. Uh, the need versus want like it's i want it i don't need it and i know that we can always we will always kind of circle around and say well you never need it but it's like you know what i mean in gamer speak you you, yeah. you know there's a part of you that Halo needs Infinite it was a real selling point yeah and it's it's just weird like i know for some people there's some games like the medium and you're gonna have some third-party games but in terms of just exclusivity stuff there's just like there's nothing really like big that's really like really wanting to get this off and kick this off with a bang and I think those are great deals and great prices, but you know it's hard because I think about on Sony's end, and I think okay, well if they don't undercut anything, and if let's say regardless if it's five hundred, six hundred, and then the whatever their second version is, is four hundred, five hundred, whatever, you know if that stuff is still more, well they still got like a couple games that are like exclusive to that that justify buying the console right away. So I'm like, there's a part of me, like, I put it this way, when when it came to, I guess, our E3, where they both had their kind of showcases, I thought Microsoft was going to really do it and come out guns blazing because Sony's did theirs, and Sony's was, like, cool, but uh, the the it had a lukewarm reception where everyone was like, okay, these seem cool, but, like, we're not, like, feeling blown away. Okay, all eyes are on Microsoft now, 
And then we get to Microsoft's and it opens with Halo Infinite gameplay and to mixed reception. And then the rest is all cinematic trailers. And it's like, it was so underwhelming and lukewarm. And I thought, wow, you know, so there's the part of me that thinks, yeah, everyone right now, like, I feel like the, the common, uh, the common general consensus is like, well, Xbox is do- doing it. They, they got it. They're leading the charge now. The, the 300 price point, the 500 price point. But I'm like, for me, it's like, okay, well, we still haven't seen what Sony's going to do. And it doesn't mean they're necessarily like, I don't think they necessarily have to do anything, but they've kind of proven they can like not do anything and still have the momentum. I I don't think, I don't think personally, I don't think Microsoft's leading the charge now. I think no matter what the PS5's price is, I I think it's going to sell more than the Xbox for at least a couple years. Yeah. Let me ask you, Justin, do you feel like. I, I, well, because I, I haven't really talked to you about this at all, but like, are you planning on getting a Series X at launch? And if so, why? And if not, why? Because uh, obviously you want one in general at some point. Well, I, I have the the Series X. I'm sorry, the uh, Xbox One X. Yeah, the, I, I'm not a fan of the names. <laughs> it's so confusing. I know. Oh, God. It's, it's so confusing. So, yeah, you have to be like a hardcore gamer. Imagine, uh, you know, imagine that poor parent buying... You know, uh, something oh, for, their, for their kid. You know, I remember like just a quick aside. Like one time, I wouldn't. I, I was. I can't remember how old I was. I was did, did, still in school. Mm-hmm. And I asked my mother, "Hey, mom, can you please go and pick up Fight Night Round Four? Fight Night Round Four. Say it out loud. <laughs> Fight Night Round Four. All right, cool. Fight Night Round Four. I'll message it to you." Fight night round four. <laughs> she comes back. Um, I mow my grandpa's lawn. She comes and picks picks me up. Street Fighter Four. Oh, god! oh my god! <laughs> How? I told you. I thought you were gonna say like Fight Night Round Three or some shit. That's like, what I thought. Street Fighter Four. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> like, That's the wrong one. No, what? No, it's not. Look, I messaged it to you. <laughs> we went back. <laughs> So just just mm, parents parents is not their world, you know. Yeah, they got to work. That's full said. No, it's going to be so, confusing for them. Yeah. So imagine going to the store. Oh, can I get the uh, Xbox, the new Xbox One X? Oh, the new one's the the Series X. Oh, really? Oh, what's what's oh. the difference between this one and this one then? Uh, two hundred bucks. Oh well, I'm gonna go with the cheap. <laughs> It's, it, it all depends on how helpful the, like, the person behind the counter is going to be, or they might they might even just do it on Amazon or something. Like it, there's it's it's confusing, but as long as they can explain it in a way that's kind of like phones, because um, that's kind of like what they're doing. I mean, Great. I just uh, I just got the new um, Galaxy Note 20 Ultra 5G, mm-hmm. that mouthful right there, <laughs> yeah. and. Like but there's the other one that's not the Ultra 5G. It's just the Galaxy Note 20. And then you have to... So I, I think Apple started this trend a long time ago when they had like the iPhone 5. And then we have the iPhone 5S, you know, six months later. Yeah. And so it, this is the first time, if you don't count the Xbox 360 launching with a core, which it's the same thing, with just without the hard drive, uh, as is the, you know, other package. But it's the first time we're having... I believe um, a next-gen console launch with two completely different yeah. like setups. You know, not missing a disc drive, 
you know, or not just missing a disk drive, but everything else in, as well, and having two different price points, that's that's not just competitive with you know Sony, but also um, I would say even Nintendo too at that price point. Yeah, Turn because I, I think I think this is something a lot of people are saying. I definitely agree with people are saying that two ninety nine Series S makes for a great companion console like the Switch does for people who have already decided PlayStation is their main place to be. You know, like everybody everybody who says they're going to get a PS five, they can buy a PS five and then get a Series S with an all access plan, and that means at launch you paid five six hundred dollars for your PS five, and then you just paid twenty five dollars for your Series S. Now you get the exclusives for all both. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of agree with you there. So to answer Josh's question, I'm kind of undecided. I'm on the fence a little bit on whether or because I, I I'm still impressed with the X. You know, I just played uh, and beat Resident Evil Two. I agree with you. Yeah, it's it was, nice. Man. It was amazing. Uh, it looked it looked it, it looks so good. And I had such that's the most fun and most enthralled I've you know been playing a game in quite a long time. That's cool. That's awesome to hear. Um. Yeah, it, uh, I've been I, I might even get the, the opposite new- experience. <laughs> yeah, I I I saw clips in the movies and I was like, nah, I'm out, yeah. not interested. But I think the character was it Jill Valentine, whatever is the character from the movies. She's in Resident Evil Three. She's and it looks like that is a sequel to Two. So, uh, I, 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 are they remaking them all? They're gonna remake four. No, they they remake. Yeah, they're remaking four right now. Yeah. Okay. All right. I did they remake one? Yes, but one. So one was re- one was remade at the beginning of the GameCube's lifespan. It was a GameCube exclusive. It was a remake of the first. It was a so it came out on PS One. It was remade completely. And I'm not talking like remaster. It was a complete remake for the GameCube. Then it got put on other systems. That's that's the ones remade. Like the one you could go on the Xbox Store and buy right now is that version. That is the GameCube about. one? Yeah. And it looks like crap. Yeah. No, by comparison, no. by comparison, yeah. Well, Rel- relative. Well, the thing so is. Like, Resident Evil 1's remake was was intending to just remake the experience of the isometric viewpoint where you go through rooms and and you get clues. Resident Evil 2 was a remake that shifted it to a third-person perspective. But so yeah, Resident Evil 2, 1, 2 and 3 all have remakes that that cover the same events of the first three games. Um, Resident Evil 4 still plays so well. I I really I kind of wish they weren't remaking it personally because that's one of my favorite games. Um but four holds up great. But yeah, they're remaking four. What they really need to remake is Operation Raccoon City, because that was uh, that was basically the same type of engine as Resident Evil Three. It's still the isometric, top-down type like thing. It was, it was on the Dreamcast and whatnot. But uh, Justin, uh, but if no- you, I was just gonna say real quick, and then Brian, go ahead and take us into whatever you're talking about. Uh, if you get a chance to play five or six with your fiance, like, dude, that co-op is a lot of fun. They're not as like. Okay. A little bit more action, but dude, I've I played that with Jeff through five, and that is some of the most fun and co-op I've had in a long time. I'm gonna be fair and say that we didn't give it enough of a chance, but me and Erica played Resident Evil Five co-op for about two hours, and we never played it again. Well, we to be fun. fair, that's because like I had uh, I had Chris Redfield dressed up in this like Terminator like gear, and we kept doing movie voices the entire time. Like, my God, he's he's mutating. You know, and like we just went with that the whole. Me and Erica just kept dying. So yeah, I mean, uh, is, we, we we made the fun. I was gonna say based is, off what. Go ahead, Justin. Oh, just real quick, is six? Is that the game that has the giraffe on the cover? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's the one that the, the the fans hated so much they went back to the drawing board and did Resident Evil Seven. Yeah. So uh, what were we gonna say, uh, though, Brian? But going off what Justin said, what I think is really interesting is because I have an Xbox One X as well. 
Uh, you have one too, uh, Josh, right? Yeah. All three of us do. So yeah. So the weird thing is, even though we're getting a next gen console for two ninety nine, the Xbox Series S, it can't do some of the things the Xbox One X can do that we have now, which is right. really weird. Because and here's here's to break it down for you guys. Basically, break it down. Basically, the uh, the parts that are in the Series S are are far more updated, far better parts than the than the One X. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Series S has less RAM than the Xbox One X does, and um, the uh, like the graphic like the graphical power of the One X is able to put out like it can upscale 360 games, backwards compatible games. It can upscale Xbox original games. It can. Um, it can make your Xbox One games run in 4K natively. Um, but for the Series S, they've went ahead and announced it can't do that. The Xbox Series S is going to play games, backwards compatible games, as if they were running on an Xbox One S. So if you're playing Gears 5, well, wait, that doesn't make any sense, does it? Because they already showed... Yeah. Maybe they're just talking about 360 and Xbox Original. I was going to say, like, we we're talking about all these specs, and I think for most people, what that tells me right now is it's just like, there's so much confusion... There is. ...with the, you have the Series S, the Series X, and you have the One S, the One X, and yep. it's like, the, the, the only difference is... Heaven forbid series, you got the base Xbox. The, yeah, the Series and the One, that's the only difference in the two, like, generations. One's a, called a One, the other's called a Series, and... Then you have all these different technical specs, and I think like we talked about earlier, like for parents and stuff like that who are really confused with that kind of shit. Like, it's just that kind of stuff they're going to get hung up on. So I'm I'm happy that we have something like a One S because it's just going to make it so accessible for people. Like, just even in general, it's just such a budget friendly console that can still do mm-hmm. all that stuff. There, like, not everyone out there. The hardcore gamers care about the the biggest specs and the 4K and the HDR and the ray tracing and all that shit. Like we like that stuff, but most people out there don't. Like there's a lot That's of people out thing. there that do. But go no, ahead. The Series S, the Series S can do ray tracing. Yeah. The Xbox One X cannot. Mm-hmm. But okay. But the Xbox One X can do 360 games in 4K, but the Series S can't. Yeah, I don't Alrighty. know, yeah. but I, I, I ultimately. But like Josh said, it's not going to. It only matters to people yeah. like us, moms buying it for their kids, or even little kids. Who yeah, just because honestly, game, they don't care. I, I mean, the only thing I can really come around to that to, to rationalize with it is that for people that do care about that stuff, they're not going to mess around with the Series S. They're not going to. They're going to buy the the Series X if they really care about that kind of shit. They're going to buy it. They're going to go big or go home. But then for the people who that stuff doesn't matter as much, that's why they have something like the Series S. So then it's like. Do you still want to play all these generations of games on this new console, but be able to play the newer games when they come out? Three hundred dollars, boom, you're good to go. We gotta pass it to Justin. He's been dying over here. Yeah, Get go for it. <laughs> all right, you you'd said that the Xbox Series Series uh, S has. I have to stop myself just so I don't. It's it's, it's just such a jumble, isn't it? Uh, all this stuff. So the Series the S Xbox has man. less RAM than the Xbox One X. That is correct. However, uh, the series uh, so the Xbox One X has twelve gigs of GDDR five RAM. What is that? And uh, it's just uh, you know a, a more kind of I don't updated think you technology. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. It's, it was good. RAM. No, it's it's just better RAM. Yeah. Uh, then you know, so the Xbox One One S has. God, I'm sorry. No, you're good. Uh, Xbox One S has uh, 
just G. Uh, I'm sorry, DDR3. Uh, the PS5 had GD GDDR5. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you guys can't see our faces yeah, right now, X but we're just... is 12 gigs of RAM. Yeah. GDD GDDR5. Heard RAM. of DDR? The Xbox One S. Okay. Uh, the new console coming out at three hundred dollars. The One S. The Series S, you mean? T- <laughs> oh my, oh my god. god! I was waiting for it. I was so so conscious. Okay, the Series X S. The Series S <laughs> has ten gigabytes of GDDR6 <laughs> six RAM. I love um, pissed. The, uh, the, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, it is better RAM, so I think it should have more, uh, more processing. I don't know how much power, stock you put in Digital Foundry. I don't know how much stock bandwidth. you put in Digital Foundry, Justin, but they, the Digital Foundry guys have said that the, and actual, actual developers have came forward on Twitter mm. and stuff and said that the less RAM on the Series S will cause problems. But then again, to make, to be fair, they might be referring to how much less RAM the S has compared to the uh, Series X for next gen gaming. That might be the biggest. That might be. But but here's the weird. But here's the weird thing though, Justin. Though despite me saying that, it's already been confirmed by Microsoft. The Series S cannot play backwards compatible games in for in, in uh, with the enhancements. It can't. It's been, right. So that's uh, it's yeah, weird. It, it was like they were made specifically for the Xbox One X, and yeah, it has now. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to finish off what I was saying there. The Xbox One X memory bandwidth is 326 gigabytes a second, uh, or gigabits, whatever. Uh, whereas the Xbox Series S uh, memory bandwidth is going to be, uh, it looks like uh, 560 gigabytes. Yeah. So the thing is, none of us here are like freaking like hardware developers or anything. So, but what 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 I have heard consistently from publications and developers is that basically everything about the Series S is higher quality, newer, better parts than the One X. But One X put so much focus into graphical fidelity that it actually has more prowess in its graphical side. So. To get into really layman's terms, since I don't really know what I'm talking about, is like think of think of the One X having a better, in a sense, the One X graphics card is better than the Series S. But everything else about the Series S, its CPU, its processing, its SSD, its its quality of RAM is all better. So you're gonna have um, you know games designed for next gen that utilize all the new tech of the Series S and and do new things like ray tracing that the One X can't do. But that One X was fixated on giving you that high 4K native resolution graphical prowess. That's not what the Series X Series S is doing. So with the X, so basically, if you want to go next gen and you want to experience the kind of things you were experiencing on the One X, you need to get a Series X. But that's not what this console's for, right? Like anybody who has a One X right now, unless it was gifted to you, you're probably gonna buy the Series X. Like if you needed a One X, you know, you're gonna probably get a Series X. It's kind of it's the same thing goes with like the you know the PS4 and the PS4 Pro, um, even though there isn't that option for the PS5 yet. Like people who got a PS4 Pro, they're probably going to get the inevitable PS5 Pro whenever that comes out years later. So that's just where we're at now. It seems like like 4K. I remember when when HD was all the rage, and then came 4K, and then now you hear about 8K, and then there's like then it was high dynamic range. Now it's ray tracing. Then there'll be something else. There's just 
Christian Hume, you, if you look at, is going to feel like 480p. Yeah, honestly, I was just talking about this at work recently, but like, if you look at the gap in time in the last, I'd say, 10 to 15 years, tech, technologically speaking, we've been so much more advanced than we've ever been. Like, things have changed so fast and so rapidly compared to how they used to be, and it's just insane. It's just you can't keep up now. If you're someone who's a collector, like I don't envy you because it's just such a pain in the ass. To try to do that stuff, you know, like Blu-rays and stuff like that. There's well, always yeah. a newer, and, better version. And speaking of being a collector, like this is kind of the, one of the things that helped made me shift away from physical. Is it's like, okay, I have my 360, I have my sealed disc game, I have my you know nice disc mint copy games. Okay, that's Minty's great. Nuts. And all. That's nice. Um, that's great and all. But here's the problem. Years later, I'm looking at my 360 collection and I'm going, wait a minute. This has a like, let's say. Um, Arkham Asylum. This nice copy on 360 of Arkham Asylum I have has now been remade for the next-gen consoles, and it's got higher resolution, higher frames. It's got extra content. So it's like, where do you go there? It's like you either decide that you're going to forever play your copy of the game that runs way slower, way lower resolution, less graphics, less content, or you just accept, no, I mean... We're gonna keep iterating, so I, I can't I can't rely on my old copy to be the thing forever. Like I know some people can pop pop in like uh, Super Mario sixty four on their Nintendo sixty four, but we're probably gonna buy it on the Switch. Yeah, like, I think it's, it's just, just a it's just old habits. I think, like I said, we were so we've changed so much in the last decade. Whereas before we had that mentality, and people before us had that mentality of like wanting to collect this stuff, self preservation, preservation of my my material things. And now we're kind of like things have that's grown beyond us, and we're not. You know really what's kind of cool though? Here's the anymore. one thing I really do like is that we're getting into this thing now. With with the exception of people like the publishers behind Control by Remedy, we're getting into this time period where hey, you own the game already. Well, if you already own it, the upgraded version with better textures, better resolution, you get that for free. I like that a lot better going forward than buying Arkham Asylum eight times because of eight generations. You know what I mean? Oh, I know. Like, it's that's pretty cool, cool that CD Projekt's like, oh, you're going to buy this you know, current version of, yeah, you're going to buy this current version of Cyberpunk. Well, if, as long as you buy that, yeah. you'll get a free next-gen version. No but additional you heard, cost. You heard about Control, right? How they're like, we don't care if you already own the copy. You have to buy it again. And then, They're really like, trying they're, to get a good control on how they monopolize <laughs> that. Right. There was so See much backlash. <laughs> there was so much backlash that they released a statement saying basically the statement basically said how it was impossible for them the nature of how the game was designed it's impossible for them to upgrade you for free well then like a couple days ago they accidentally upgraded everyone who owned it already to the next gen version on accident uh, and then the, the day later they removed they took it away from people oh that's so it doesn't get much worse than that, that's on that. But, <laughs> but guys Shifting to this next conversation, because I think this one's really interesting. I think we probably have a lot to talk about on this, too, is like, so going to Halo Infinite here. Well, one discussion around Halo Infinite that came up a lot was, you know, I don't like how the game looks. Graphically, it's underwhelming. I really wish Microsoft wasn't designing this as a cross-gen title. I really wish they would just not bring it out on the Xbox One and make it next-gen only. Well, I never agreed with that personally, but now that we have the announcement of the Series S... I think it kind of puts that to bed right there because it's already clear that they're designing games around lower hardware with the Series S and they're going to continue that forward. So on one hand, I think it makes more sense now than ever that now, Halo Infinite is going to be 
is Halo Infinite is going to be cross-gen with the Xbox One. But here's here's the thing that I'm confused by. Maybe you guys can clear this up for me. Right now, the Xbox One S is $299.99, and we have the Series S coming out in two months for $299.99, and Halo Infinite's going to be playable on all three. And as much as I love supporting cross-gen, I'm a big proponent of, of like keeping cross-gen around because that makes it easier for people that don't have to upgrade to get the games they want. What role does the Xbox One fill anymore? I feel like the Series X S Series S just completely replaces. They're not any reason to have an Xbox One. They're not going to do it forever, though. They're just not. I know, but they said two years. They said two. Phil Spencer said two years. Yeah, but make, I mean, yeah. I, I I think why? It's like, yeah, it just I, seems weird to me. I think that's just their move to be accessible. Everything they've done, every step of the way, seems like it's been a move for accessibility. Like that's the word. I love it. Yeah. But- I'm not saying there's justification the in it. I'm just saying, like, I think in their mindset, maybe in their chairs from where they're looking, you know, sales-wise and everything, they just want to make it available for everybody. So for the people who say, like, they, like oh, if I'm in their position, honestly, if I'm in a, if I'm a chairman or whatever, if I'm if I'm uh, got some authority of power there, and I'm looking and I'm seeing how well the PS4 is doing this gen, and we're coming, we're trying to come out with this new stuff, I'm going to say, look. Like, if we can somehow maybe make this available for all consoles, so that way people who maybe don't want to upgrade to the next-gen console but still want to maybe buy this new Halo, since they're probably going to buy a PS5, we can still get those $60. Like, hey, we might not get the 300 but I'll sure as hell take probably that. going to be on Game Pass anyways, though. Yeah, but no, Game Pass, that's thing. still a subscription they got to pay for, though. That's still but $15. Here, here, here's the thing. Uh, Justin, I want to hear what you think about this, but, like, here's my thought process. I want to see if you can add anything to this. Um, let's say, I mean, they correct me if I'm wrong, but they have to lower the price of the one S right. When the series S is out, like you can't have the one S be two ninety nine and the series S be two ninety nine, Like, right. I would think so, but I mean, so if, so if they lower, the are price, they in different markets is the question. Well, if they lower the price of the one S, how much does it cost to manufacture that thing? Like w- at what point is it worth it for them to spend another year or two manufacturing one S's? If they sell them for two hundred dollars, are they making profit? I mean, a one S still takes well, money to make. You know, I know they discontinued the X, the Xbox One X. Um, to hear they're doing the S still is interesting, but uh, you know, I I think you're thinking of a perspective from, you know, someone that's always ready to you know jump on the next big thing and you know, the next launch of a console you're gonna get. But there are so many, you know, kids waiting in, you know, the back to get their console still. You know, when I got the Xbox One X, well, my nephew just got an Xbox One mm-hmm. after, you know, still having uh, the 360, no, you, I, know, uh, you know, three or four years in. So there's a lot of catch up. See, I agree with you 100%. Class. I agree. I agree with you 100. I, I understand that, and I, I, like I said, I love supporting the old gen. But my thing is, for for my my question is like, is Microsoft actually benefiting at all themselves by continuing to produce one? I think it's mixed on that because I think, like I said, I feel like they'd be lose. I think like I'm not saying they're literally losing money, but I'm saying like as far as being a business and what makes sense for them as a business. I feel like they would just be losing money spending the next two years producing more one S's because like what can you what well, what do those cost thing, to make and what can you sell them for that's still cheaper se- than a Series S? Right. It still seems like the biggest thing they're trying to push even over games is still Game Pass. Like that's their be all. Yeah. That's their top dog. And I think ultimately, if they're getting people on every gen, 
or version uh having a game pass subscription that's money constantly in their pocket like like you just mentioned earlier in the show they got the the you can you can pay for the console monthly along with the game pass and everything that is that's ensuring that I'm you're glad paying you that up yeah that's ensuring that they pay, that that you're paying as a consumer for Game Pass for like two years, pretty much. That makes even less sense for the 1S's relevance, though, because now that they have all access, it's like, oh, well, if you're, yeah. if you're on the 1S and you were paying $15 That's true. a month I mean, for the Go- Game I, Pass, look, then I, just pay $25 I'll and say, have a new I'll say this. Okay. I'll say this to play devil's advocate. Go ahead, Justin. I can tell you. you want to say something. The, the PS3 came out, and they're still making PS2s. Now, that makes sense. The same price point and everything, you know, uh, they so... When it comes to that, when they stop making the Xbox One S, then it's the end of that generation. So they don't have to make it wide scale. They can have like, you know, let's make 500 units this month. Like that, that's an extremely low number, but it, it it's it's kind of one of those things. They'll keep lowering the price. And it can keep going down to you know the smaller markets. What do you think it'll sell for this this Christmas? The One S. I'm gonna guess probably 150 to 200 bucks. I agree. Yeah, but they're not gonna push that. That'll be a silent drop. Yeah, they're gonna push the next generation of consoles 100. percent Yeah, I honestly I think it really comes down to just. I mean, none of us have said it, but I, I feel like we're walking over it. But there's, I think there's definitely a part of them that want to be consumer friendly, and and they're willing to take an L in some regards financially in order to, to sort of redefine some aspects of this stuff, how they want to continue and define Xbox as a brand going forward. What's up, Justin? Okay, so a big thing that I think a lot of people don't really think about when it comes to uh, the hardware uh, is you can't just look at it as them like selling a console at just a loss or anything like that. You have to take into account that most of the money that Microsoft is going to make is going to be from all of the online sales. And in that park, even though I, I'm, I'm not sure, I, I don't know the exact numbers, but I, I have like followed it through, through for years and I haven't looked up this stuff in a long time. But I'm pretty sure that the Xbox and Microsoft Marketplace kind of dominates that entire area, especially with Game Pass now out. I don't think Sony is anywhere near close to making what they make uh, in, in comparison. Well, so, I think that's what I'm saying, though, is like, and, and maybe I'm wrong on it, but I, I think in terms of why there's still, why there's logic to do the Xbox One stuff is because for them, it's it comes across as consumer-friendly for us, but for them... It's financially feasible because for people who aren't going to upgrade to a Series X, whether now or ever, but they still maybe want to play exclusive Xbox games that Microsoft knows they've got in the pipeline, for at least two years, these people can use Game Pass, play these games day one. So they're still getting a reoccurring, committed Game Pass subscription that's money in their pockets. You know, and I think. Basically, I guess the way I look at it is like, okay, you got your wallet, and it's a sizable amount, but then when you have it on this other console, this older gen console that you're still going to be supporting, the wallet room gets a little bit wider. 
and you got more room to put I, money in there. I just can't picture who in the right mind, who, anybody who was already committed to spending fifteen dollars a month for a Game Pass year after year. Why would you not just pay twenty? But some of those are kids, console? though. Like some of those, you have to get the credit though. Kids who just can't afford that stuff. They're go ahead. You, you, to do the all access, you're, you're speaking about all access, right? Yeah. Fifteen. You have to be able to get credit. So I didn't know that. Some some people. Yo, yeah, it's it's all on credit, and it's not credit through Microsoft. It's called Citizens One, and currently, I think the only place that has has it is um, Best Buy. I think Walmart and a few other places uh, retailers have lined up for it, but it's not officially done yet. I think they haven't finalized other deals or whatever. But the, it's called Citizens One. Um, you know, no uh, no interest, no anything like that. We, you know, we mentioned that earlier, uh, but it, it is a credit system. So you have to get a credit check, or you if you have bad credit, you're not going to be able to get. The really, access. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I would assume they wouldn't let somebody with bad credit. In I there. just thought it was kind of outside the realm of credit. That's what I assumed, but no. Well, when you hear like no interest or anything like that, or zero APR, that, that that's right there. It's credit. So, um, and that's then that's the thing too. I, I I wanted to say real quick that you back to your question a bit ago about you know why continue even doing the uh, the one S. That's I, and it just kind of struck me. That's why they canceled the Xbox One X because the Xbox One X is a competitor to the Series S. Yeah. The Xbox One S is not a competitor yep. to the next generation at all. The Xbox One X is. It doesn't really fit a and spot. that's why I'm on the Kill him softly, quietly. <laughs> he <Yeah>. looked like <laughs> no one. Like and it I was an accident. I think, I think the One X was just kind of there to... to I, it was there for more than this, but it was there for them to say, hey... This is the kind of console you guys wanted at the beginning of the Xbox One generation. You wanted the most powerful console. You wanted it to have all these abilities. They brought that One X out, and while we were waiting for next gen, they gave Xbox players that super powerful system, and they were able to now because this has been it's kind of been like a, you know like it's almost like their political slang you know that they've chosen most powerful console. They they want to keep that forever now. They had That's it with mantra. One X. They have it with Series X, and they're going to do it again. They're going to always want to make sure from now on that they can say we're the most powerful console. And they're doing it right because, I mean, they, they still are, technically. I mean, even with the PS5, it's it's not the Justin, did when you saw when you saw Halo Infinite, how would you feel about the graphics? I mean, was that did you feel underwhelmed? Did you like it? Were you fine? Where would you stand with it? See, I, I don't understand. I, I guess the people starting at Halo 4 would really care about that. But, like, I started on the original Xbox to me, it's not like a graphical powerhouse. I agree. I it's fun, mm-hmm. and that's all I've cared about. It looks, it, you know, it looked good back, back in the, when I first played it. And at my grandpa's house, he's like, "Look at the graphics on that." And today, it's like make it sound oh, like Halo One somebody... is an ass. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, it, it's cool. It, Justin it, says that for those listening because yeah. if we haven't mentioned it before, Justin and I are, are both cousins. So I, I've told my experience several times of how I went over to grandpa's and he introduced me, like because Cody was there playing it. And you know, then yeah. that's how I got to see that. So yeah, with same yeah. grandpa. Yeah, that's that's how. Yeah, that's the same introduction, yeah. I guess. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was that was that's that's a good time. You know, that, that's the funny thing you're talking about, like 4K and 8K ray tracing, HDR, dynamic HDR, eleven, ten, thousand, what? And my fondest memories are of like me sitting cross-legged in front of a crappy, you know, twenty-five inch tube TV. Uh, playing playing these games. Yep. Now when I go back to that, hell no, hell no. I have like 4K TV. <laughs> we so, move far past it, but that's still. what that's the meat and potatoes of it, right? Is that we just 
I don't. We we get so older and we get more cynical and shit, and then we want all these best versions and this ultra stuff and all these special features and options and accessibility. But when it really comes down to it, I just want to be able to play the games. You know, I don't need. Tell me if you guys agree, but like, the only I can only think of two times that Halo may have been in the conversation for like, whoa, the most graphically advanced thing ever: Halo Two and Halo Four. Oh no, Halo Four. I was gonna say no, not Halo Two. I'd say, Halo, Halo, I'd say Halo You're 3 and 4. You're talking about us. Halo 3 and 4. Three, sure. 3 didn't look... No. No, but Halo 3 was... No, I remember PlayStation themselves like launching attacks on... Uh, you know, look, it looks terrible. Look at the Halo, Halo 2, I'm not talking about aesthetics. I'm talking about like graphic fidelity. What looked as good as Halo 2 yeah. when it came out? I can't think of anything. I don't think Halo 2 looked good, though. I've just never thought that. I think I, uh, I hear what I, you're saying, Josh, and I don't think you're wrong, but I think you're referring more to like the no, aesthetics of it. Because graphically... I, okay, it, like, so what, you're what saying at the it? time, like in when it, they had launched... 2004, yeah. Okay. I can't think of I, one game that looked I, better than Halo 2 in 2004 on console. Okay, I'm going to look up... Okay. There was there was a couple. I mean, honestly, sports titles got better around that time. I know, for an example, like ESPN NFL 2K was getting. Am stupid. I fair to say it was in the conversation as one of the best looking games of the generation from graphic perspective? Because I, I mean, you said sports games, but I don't, I don't think there's any clear thing that beat Halo. Half Life 2 came out that year, which was downscaled for the Xbox board, though. I mean, it was it was definitely looked better um, on PC. Uh, Metroid Prime, Ninja Gaiden. Uh, San Andreas. Okay, well, yeah. I played a lot of movie yeah, licensed games. San I mean, Andreas. that was still so. what I was kind of playing primarily. Oh, Chronicles of Riddick: uh, Escape from Butcher Bay got a ton of praise for its graphics. So I mean, even there if was, that's the case, though, I never it sounds it, like though. Halo Two is in the top five of that generation. It sounds like very well. Possible. And then, in, and then, in uh, Gears of War One looked better than Halo Three, and it came out a year earlier graphically, like as far as like realistic graphics go. Um, well, that's still coming the, from two a, years later that Crisis came out. What's that? What's that? 2007. What Crisis was, was the same year as Halo 3. Yeah, so like Halo 3 doesn't even look close to Crisis. Okay. Uh, and then Halo right. 4 was like one of the most graphical powerhouse uh, games on the 360. Do we agree on that? I feel like it's up there. Halo 4? Halo For 360? 4. Oh, Halo 4, yeah. I, I, mean, no, I mean, I would still say Halo 3 and Halo 4 for me. I mean, that's where... And then Halo 5 was not, nobody really thought that looked good. It looked good, good. but it didn't. Yeah, but it, it just didn't do enough to, I guess, be in that world. discussion, I guess. So, yeah, so it does seem, you know, bring it back. It's like, it seems weird that, like, people are so fixated on uh, Halo Infinite. And I know, I have to admit at this point, like, I don't want to admit it because I don't feel like I'm biased, but it, it, the fact that so many people disagree with me tells me that I must be. I thought Halo Infinite looked perfectly fine graphically. Right I guarantee you the, the reason why that discussion has still been going on has nothing to do with Halo whatsoever. It literally only has to do with the fact that it was Xbox Series X launching point. It was their big AAA title. It was the only cat they had in the bag. Yeah. And that was going to come under the most scrutiny because it was the only game they even showed off gameplay-wise in the presentation. So for that reason, it got more attention even outside of just the fact that it was Halo. Other people who wouldn't normally play Halo were going to look at Halo Infinite gameplay to see what it looked like. I think that's literally the I think the you're right. Reason. I think you're right. I, I hope, I just hope, because I loved how Infinite looked. So, like, obviously, if they want to make graphical improvements, yeah. I'm totally down for that. Mm-hmm. But I hope the game looks the same when it comes out. Like, I, I love everything yeah. about it, how it looks. Like, I understand upping the graphics to make them look, you know, better fidelity, but as far as aesthetically, yeah. how that game looks when it plays, it I want does, it to look exactly like that. If it does, I won't mind at all, but I honestly don't expect it to look the same. Because it seems like every game 
for me, it's to my own fault, but I've so many games the last two gens I've seen that like when they first show it off, the end result looks a little bit different. You know, like not necessarily graphically all the time, but sometimes oh, like God. The, Watch Dogs. You know, Watch Dogs. I was thinking example. Halo Five. Uh, Halo Five is a good example. Uh, Shadow of Mordor. I mean, it's just several games I could think of, like even Mass Effect. You know, for the first time. So, I mean, they always kind of change. Even if it's like a year or two out, but I mean, maybe yeah, if it comes out if it, a little bit, I think. Yeah, Witcher Three definitely did. They got a lot of criticism for that because it looked like a downgrade. So, which it still looks. But beautiful. in the end, it didn't matter. No, no. Witcher Three. Yeah, and, the and, narrative and now I, is games. it has nothing to do with graphics. That, I have to be. That's the thing is, people just bitch to yeah. bitch, and you got to ignore the noise. Well, you told me if you I have to be objective. I have to be objective and say like cause what I want to say like it's like guys, graphics don't matter. Who gives a shit? Like graphics have been fine for ten plus years. Who cares? Like, who plays games for graphics? That's, that's what I want to say. But then, Comic-Con booth is like, I care. Yeah, but then as soon as I say that, wow, there's actually... You know, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I think it's sad how many people care about graphics. I think it's really sad because... Well, fuck you, who Brian. Cares? Who cares? I care about... I just... I just I just saw the like you, as you the way you said that was like the meme. Yeah, like, like, you know, I'm just gonna say it. I don't care that you. Oh, that one yeah. guy that like turns around <laughs> and like, points. You know what? I'm gonna say it. Like graphics really, really mattered when we were going from 2D to 3D and 3D to HD. But like, come on, man! Like, no, if I, you're playing games for graphics, you're doing it wrong. I think I think it graphics are definitely still cool. I know you'll agree with me though. I think graphics are really cool and it's fun to be blown away by new graphics. And sometimes it does feel cool to have them matter. But I think for some people it's like a make or break. And that's when it becomes it's ridiculous. So weird that's when it and becomes I, ridiculous yeah. is cause like, I just, if like for me, I guess even just one example being like, I remember going from original Xbox to 360 era. And honestly, Looking back, I don't think the graphics were something that mattered to me as much. The things that got me more excited were things like, ooh, the draw distance is going to be better in certain Like Oblivion games. Like, 2 yeah, World. You know, like Oblivion to Morrowind and stuff. That you're not just going to have this weird silhouetted background or something. Like, stuff like that, I guess the more spec-wise stuff that we would see pay voice off acting, better. In the dude. voice acting, yeah. yeah. So oh, a lot God, a lot of that mean. stuff. But I do care about the graphics, but well, they're not Josh, to give you credit real quick, I want to say I didn't mention this. As far as the, I do understand the criticisms of ray tracing wasn't coming at launch. I agree with Josh that was an issue, and that to me that's not that's less about this game needed to look better graphically. It's more about this is a new feature of next gen, and you were going to leave it out for yeah. That yeah, I don't right. Just to give context, Justin, yeah. I think I, I mentioned that, but they they confirmed at the time before Halo got delayed that it wasn't going to launch with ray tracing, and I said, you know, it, it is pretty messed up that your flagship title to sell your console is not going to launch with one of the biggest features that your console is going is to have. Of next gen. Yeah. Isn't that the thing people talk about? I think that, the only thing that people is talk about excuse. more than ray tracing might be uh, 120 frames. About, yeah. About equal. I think you're right. So, I mean, that that I get. But, like, it, that's what's going to be interesting, too, because I think for most of us, we just assume the game is not going to come out until November of next year, but really could come out in March. And, like, when we, you guys were just talking about the graphics and, like you said, Brian, hope they don't change too much from how they look now. Like... If it was to come out in spring or something like that of 2021, I'd feel more confident that it probably looks similar. But like, I feel like the gap would be different if it does come out a year. Okay, that's a great. This was not planned to be in this discussion, but I'd love to to talk to you guys about it. Do you think um, launching Halo, provided it's ready and done, do you think launching Halo Infinite in in March or April would be a good decision for Microsoft and for for business? I'm gonna say May. Okay. Do you think it would be good in May? First half of the year. 
What, you think, you think that's just? a good decision or a bad decision? Like, is it? I think it's a good decision. Okay, well, why is that? I just, I just want to hear the thought process. Because I want it. Well, I say because I want it too. But like, they always push these things to fall because fall they sell so many more copies, make so much more money. So like, you know, yeah, true. Is, is it is it objectively worse for them to to sell that game mm-hmm. in spring spring through May or type? It's kind of like that last firework mentality. You gotta like save the big one for the end. And good way to put it. I don't know. I I just. Mm. I would love it early next year. It's been year. five years. Yeah. I don't want it early. I just, I, well, I want it early if it's what makes sense for the game being developed. I, I But if it needs till November, I'd prefer that. Here, like, so completely selfishly speaking, I don't want it to come out until November because I'm a stickler for that. I I'll, I want the narrative to be years from now. Like, oh, remember when Halo Infinite came out on the 20th year anniversary of Halo Combat Evolved? It was too cool. It was a great move. Uh, I want, want that. You want it move so it can be on the anniversary? Uh, not just that. That's what I was going to get more into, though. But uh, I would like it, too, because it just I, it, there's going to be plenty of other games. i got so many other games to play. I can wait. And honestly, they can use that time. They can use that time to polish it. I, now, I'm, I know that if that happens, there's going to be people out there that are going to say, well, give us a beta then, and then maybe that'd be the thing to do. But I don't want a beta even. I don't want a beta. If they I, can use... If they can use the time, I'm with you, Josh. But if the only reason to delay it is so Josh has more that's time not to what I'm saying. Games, I don't care. <laughs> I'm saying I'm saying selfishly, that's what I would want that for. But yeah. I would also want it for because I have plenty of time. Like, look, this delay happened, so I've already had to accept that this game is not coming out when it was originally planned to. At this point, just commit and do a whole entire new delay. Yeah, I'm kind of. So I, mean, like, I don't really care because, delayed, like, yeah. if it's coming out in May or first quarter of next year. At this point, I'm like, man, if you had to delay it, like, just go ahead and delay it as long as you need. Like, go ahead and take the year. Like, I, I'm not basically what I, I, it's not that they have this mentality. I don't want to put that narrative in people's heads, but there's a part of me that's like, coming out in the first half of next year to me is like, don't half-ass this delay. Just like whole-ass it and just use all that time. See, because I agree it, with you, Josh, but we, we don't know if they'd be half-assing or not. Maybe March May to May would would be full-assing it. Okay, that's true, but then the other part of me says, look, if you're going to have this 10-year support of this game, start working on silently building that shit up so it's ready to release sooner so the gap between the game coming out okay. and the new content well, couldn't coming out couldn't you still release sooner. it in May then, though? Well, then it, the gap would still be farther. So what, I, what I'm proposing is that like, if you wait till November, let's say, but the game, let's say they're done making this game. They're done making Halo Infinite in April, and this thing could be technically ready to ship in May. But instead, they're going to keep it and ship it in November. So that way they can use those months for marketing to build up the hype because they know the game's going to be ready. And then in the meantime, shift work onto whatever this po- first post DLC thing is. So then the gap between the game coming out and that first content drop is a lot. You know, I'm not saying I think I'm right, but I, I don't agree with that personally. Yeah, I, I think that sounds like a bad idea to me personally, but that's just my what, to make it to to delay it to where it's gonna be longer, like it's gonna come out later, like November or something like that. Is what you're saying is a bad idea? That's or? that's what no, no, Josh is saying that he would want it to be delayed to November so they could work on post content it, from provided April to that the game is would okay. be finished. Would actually like I don't finished. I don't think it's good to delay the game so they can work on post content. That doesn't make any no, sense. No, uh, well I just think at this point like you've already delayed it. Like I'm fine wait. Like I'm just I'm fine waiting a year. And you know what? Yeah, but that feels like an arbitrary delay for me if they've already finished. If the game is done, you know. Yeah, I but I think that's I, yeah. I, I, I'm not saying I'm I'm. I'm okay. right on this. I get where you're coming from, Josh. I get, I 100% understand what you're coming from there. Because they have a history of 
of that time frame. So let me give you guys a, a list of like the release dates. So uh, you guys cool with that? For Halo? Alright. I know yes. them all off the top of my head anyways. <laughs> Nerd. Alright, for those that don't, <laughs> uh, Halo... Jesus, Brian. So I can just tell them without you looking it up, but go ahead. Alright, Halo 1. What is it? November 15th? A little trivia, yes. guys. Alright, Halo 2. November... Oh, come on, Brian. This is the most obvious Ooh. one, man. You know, is it November 12th? No. Nine. The tattoo, nine. remember? That's, that's not the most obvious one. It is no, the I, tattoo I, on the shoulder, But Brian. I wasn't a Halo fan when that happened. Oh, my God. That's your <laughs> favorite game? Halo 3 was September 25th. Oh, my God. Oh, you're you're breaking my balls. You're going to sit here having a Halo podcast saying you weren't a fan <laughs> when Halo 2 came out? Yeah. Yeah. Halo, uh, Halo 3. 3 was All September right. 25th. ODST was also September, yes. uh, was it 15th? Okay, what was the first Halo game to not come out? Uh, by the way, Halo Wars. September 25th, when they... Yes, <laughs> what month? That's pretty good. What month? February. Justin's like, what day? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the day. If I had to guess, 22nd. Okay, all right. 26th. No, guys. Very close. Uh, September 25th was awesome because... Uh, it, it, we were all expecting November, and it's like, oh, it got moved up. What? They got they moved it up? This doesn't happen. So I think maybe something like what Josh was actually describing, like, you know, the game was like kind of finished, and they just had some more time for you know post production. Like, they, it was just I mean, awesome. I didn't feel like Halo Wars needed more time. Where I'm coming either. from with a lot of games okay. that get post launch stuff, like something like Destiny. Sometimes the waits suck. Now. And to be fair, we never had a Halo game that's really had this aside from like map packs and, and sort of like, you know, Warzone updates and shit that we got with Halo 5. But like, I'm talking about if this is, if this game is going to have like some kind of story DLC shit, like, I would love if, if, if in a world that makes it possible for content drops to be sooner and, and less of a gap between them. Like, it sucks when you, yeah. like, when a new expansion comes out for Destiny, you churn through the story. And if you're someone who doesn't do like the grinding stuff, you just like the lore and the story, then bam, you're you're stuck waiting several more months. Well, I love the idea of this game coming out and knowing that this this thing is polished as all get out, and then I maybe only have a month or even maybe a couple weeks, so I already have something to look forward to. Because because hmm. for me personally as a fan, there's always a little part of me that that I spent so long being hyped. And then I I lose a bit of that magic when the game comes out because I've spent part of, part of the experience is getting excited. Then the game comes out, I play it, and then there's nothing more to look forward to because like aside from playing the game, and I kind of miss that experience. I still want to be in that euphoria of everyone being excited for this. Well, now everyone's isolated in their rooms playing this game, and that whole magic is still gone. I wish there was a way to still keep it yeah, going. I think, I think that's part of the reason I mm-hmm. fundamentally disagree with you though, Josh, because I don't like post content. Like, yeah, but you will for Halo. I mean, okay, like, I'll like it as in I'll like it. I'll like the product, but, like, I would rather just have the game. Like, I, I'm much more a fan of the yeah. older style where a game came out and it was done. Like, I don't. Oh, I agree I, with I, that I like, completely. I don't We're like Destiny's. Like yeah, like, no, no, no. I don't no, like no. Destiny's ongoing. Don't mistake me. I'm just yeah. taking, talking about the, the sort of world we're in now with gaming, like. And yeah, knowing that they're going to support it. Here, yeah, right? I mean, knowing that this is going to be something okay. they're supporting for 10 years. Like, look, I, all I'm trying to say is, is that with Halo Infinite. I know that I'm really going to enjoy that story and I'm going to play the multiplayer. And regardless of, of them having post support, I'm still going to be playing the game. Now, if they did it your way, if they did it your way, Josh, though, wouldn't the second DLC up or content drop take way longer than the first one? It could. But here's I mean, the thing. You have though. to, right? Here's the thing, though. Like, if that, I guess what I'm trying, okay. 
if it was come if that first one comes out sooner, you know, if the gap between the game releasing and and the first launch comes out sooner, then they're still going to be able to go work on the second one. And that's and honestly, at that point, if people are going to complain and say, "Oh, it's too big of a gap." Then I'm going to think people are going to be ridiculous because they just released a fully-fledged game, finally a Halo under the 343 banner that ships fully, that has Forge, that has Big Team Battle, that has all the shit in it at launch. But then also they're saying, well, hey, guess what? We got Battle at Waterfang Gorge Story DLC coming in that. two weeks the one, the for one free. Got- you don't even have to buy that shit, Brian. Get it on Game Pass. Just like your song, get on, get, I'll just get on Game Pass. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. One thing I have to say, though, that I will never, and Josh doesn't disagree with me, so or neither does Justin, I don't think, um, I will never change my mind on this, period. Change is us, Brian. Halo Infinite has to be, the, the campaign and story of Halo Infinite has to be completely awesome and concealed in itself at launch. There, I can't yearn for anything. Yeah, we'll pick Justin's thoughts in a minute. I cannot yearn for anything for that story past launch. I can't. Like, it has to be... Look, at like, Doom Eternal would be a good example for me. They're about to launch a story DLC. Doom Eternal, I got everything I needed out of that yeah. at launch. The The extra content is great. I'm looking forward to it. But if, if Halo Infinite does this thing where, like, it's clear that the whole story is not told or it's cut off because I need future content... That's a whole yeah. lot of note for me, dog. Justin, uh, we talked about this before on the show, so let's get your opinion. Uh, to go off what Brian said, one of the things we talked about once the re- uh, the delay was revealed, uh, we talked about how whatever they had to del- whatever the reasoning was to justify them delaying the game, it still is going to need to ship as a, a fully complete package. And a lot of people initially online were like, "Well, maybe now we can get a beta, maybe now we can get this," and we thought. I think they just, I'm pretty sure they just delayed it so they can make sure this game in of itself, as it stands, comes out and just not add five projects. Yeah, and not add other additional things to it. So for for me, okay, well, just to finish what I'm saying, um, then I'll pass it over. Uh, I'm of the belief, and Brian is too, that um, with regardless, with this game having a delay now all the more, it needs to ship with its base modes, meaning campaign, multiplayer, forge, theater. Big team yeah, battle. Said that by extension, not just yeah. the campaign. It's all got to be there, David. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that type of stuff? Like, do you agree uh, with that? Do you disagree? That it has to ship with all those yeah. things? Because being four that and they five delayed it now, yes. Yeah. Now that they have given themselves more time, and I, uh, I'm changing my my prediction that it's going to be like kind of you know mate. Now, <clears throat> looking at everything, the earliest uh, flagship Halo game that's ever come out was October twenty. 20- Seventh for Halo Five Guardians. Uh, yes, yes, yes. We said it at the same time. No, we didn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and there was also an other Halo Four was November sixth, two thousand twelve. Uh, oh my gosh, you're the worst. Okay. <laughs> my dad's birthday is that, uh, year, and I voted for the president that year. Uh, okay, okay. There you go. Um, oh, that day. Okay. I mean. uh, there you go. All right, cool. Um, I don't like dark <laughs> What's your thoughts, Justin? <laughs> What's your th- All right. What are your All thoughts? right, man. Cool. I prefer milk chocolate myself. That's my. I thought. bet you do. Oh, on Halo. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, I don't even know what that's supposed to mean, but thanks, man. All right. So, didn't they just hire Max? Yeah. You you got the smug look on your face, Brian. Don't even say anything. All right. Uh, Max. Max Oberman, right? Well, Brian's making weird, goofy faces. Looks like he's. 
Looks like he's. I'm not even going to describe it, guys. They hired certain affinity to help finish. The yes, game the, and, which Max Holbrook. Yeah, and which they also uh, quit. Joseph Staten. Looked, they they hired Joseph like Staten. Brian's making faces. He was already at Microsoft. Right now, Joseph yeah. State was already at Microsoft, so he he didn't actually yes, like. But he join. wasn't on the Halo project. He just helping three four three. Yeah. He's so, and Brian keeps making these weird faces, guys. Uh, I'm going to get a picture of this He's real like a quick fish. so you guys can see this for the show. Oh, he moves his face away, so there's his kryptonite, ladies and gentlemen. Guys, I just want to focus on Halo. Yeah, bullshit. Uh, anyway, anyway, guys, Justin, I mean, how, how do you feel God about that when quit. Joseph Staten was announced to be coming back in, in okay. his minimal capacity? There's over a year now before it's going to be coming out, I believe. I think it's going to be at the very earliest my guess is September. They're not going to do in October. Uh, I'm guessing September. Wake the me 20s, up in September. 20... But it came out at the beginning of the month. What Halo Infinite. That's all right. I need that. Actually, wake time. me up when September ends. Like, dude, we've been playing it for 30 days. I just want to make a Green Day reference because I don't like them. So, there. Uh, they're okay. Sound, lead singer sounds congested all the time. I'm sick of it. Get some names. Uh... uh yeah, so they they they're having certain affinity come in. Uh, they have Joseph Staten coming back in, and I don't think that's a coincidence. I think they're going to take a hard look at all this stuff. They have another well, certain affinity's been there. Well, they've, okay. had, they've already had. Here's something I want to ask you guys about. They've that. had five you, years with him coming back to kind of oversee things. It's realistic in one sense to assume that not much is going to change, but if we're just if we're just trying to have a little fun at this, what is something he could come in there and really drastically influence? I mean, is there anything you got? What comes to mind? All right. My biggest complaint with the 343, uh, 343 era is that it kind of became more you know, future sci-fi uh, kind of militaristic shooter, especially with 5 and Locke. Locke just kind of like you know, felt militaristic. And what? what? When it comes to Halo One was a militaristic shooter. It, it, it was like aliens. The story, the story. You know, I know, I no, I, I mean, kind of like more kind of modernish kind of. I was with you on like so I feel like Halo Four and Five is like high concept fantasy way more like sci-fi than the originals. But I, I definitely, yeah, I definitely feel like the, the original trilogy was very yeah. militaristic. Like it was, it was sci-fi military like aliens. I don't know. I totally disagree. Yeah, that's, that's, I, I th- it's more arcadey and, and less simulation, if you want to put in that kind of um, uh, kind of frame of mind. Uh, but I think he's going to bring it back towards uh, something kind of more of the mythic type of uh, lore, like the sort of ancient, you know, the type. the the ancient, you know, destroyed kind Joe of State? ancient things, you know, just. Just say, I, I don't yeah. feel like he's going to have much uh, say on the story or lore at all. But well, what about you, Brian? I, I mean, if you will. think if there's anything we can just will. pick on that he might influence, what what might what I might mean, be a Joseph? What what what's the seasoning? What's the Joseph Staten season? I don't think be? there's going to be any. No, because if, because if you had we, to pick something, though, that's what I'm asking. If you got to think of something, I mean, you look at his position, and his position doesn't really give you any insight to what that would be because he's what is his official? He's just position? like he's already done it for Recore, Crackdown Three, and Tell Me Why. He's just kind of like a product lead. He just kind of oversees other people and manages them at Microsoft. So he's doing the same. Th- he's not writing. No, he's just making no. the coffee. He's just making the coffee. Yeah, we talked. He's just making the coffee. He's just making the coffee. He just he just helps. This is all. He, this is what he does at Microsoft. He helps people. He lead, he manages and helps them get their game out the door. He's done it for three games already since he left Bungie. 
Um, so I, he's just going to continue to do that three four three. I think the most because I mean the, we got to be honest that the you know the game play the missions the the story it's pretty much the game was going to launch here in two months so that's pretty much all there. So I think mostly he can he can push people in the right direction as far as a little bit of mission design or a little bit of um, you know this narratively that you, these things you already have narratively. Yeah. This thing here works well. This thing doesn't so much. Maybe let's focus on this more, but cut that a little bit. I think he can offer um, his experience on what's already there, but as far as actually dashing in any of his like Joseph Staten seasoning to the mix, I don't think that's going to well, happen. He, uh, something I thought was pretty cool is two days ago, he retweeted a post from the game, Tell Me Why, that he helped work on. But one of the things he said in there, in regards to it was he said communications are sparse broadcasting from the surface of a mysterious alien construct but i highly recommend playing this gem of a game so seems to imply that he's definitely uh feet first into working whatever he is doing don't you just picture Sounds him like, like walking yeah. into 343 and like kind of cracking his hands and be like all right let's get this let's get this shit going <laughs> <laughs> up, nerds I'm can you back. imagine okay josh i'm going to give you something that's going to blow your mind imagine okay that it comes out November next year, Ooh. and the limited edition copy of Halo Infinite comes with an old school Halo Two documentary disc with Joe Staten for ooh. an hour. Ooh, ooh, ooh! I would ooh. give them all the money. I will give them all the money for that. Oh my goodness! Because they could do that now. That's you what I imagine. You know what? That's what I, I, I talk. I, I said this briefly on the show, guys, but like my like Halo Two's limited edition set the gold standard for what I wanted collector's editions just to be for every game that came out that I was interested in. But the narrative became, hey, we're going to ship it with a bust. <laughs> we're going to have a bust of something. Yeah. And for me, I'm like, you know what I love? I love the behind-the-scenes stuff with these games. Like, I love the E3 stuff, so I love being in that sphere of gaming. I want every game I have that I'm going to buy to have like a behind-the-scenes thing. So that way, when I'm eating my food and I'm not able to play the game, I can watch people talk about the game. Who made the game? Yeah, and see what a it documentary like disc is so much cooler than a bust. I, I think I think the reason that they went to bust is because it's a much more lower effort. They just they get a they get an outside uh, company to make the bus and ship them out. I mean, it's, yeah. See, I my experience. I, I didn't get the Halo Two Collector's Edition or limited limited edition or whatever it was. I got the. Uh, I remember seeing like you showed me parts of yours, but. Um, one really annoying thing about you back in the day, that what you would do is you'd be like, I want to watch this. And you'd watch like 15 minutes and you're like, I'm tired of watching this. And you take it out. I'm like, dude, I haven't seen that before. <laughs> Justin's 100% you know right it. about that. I was like that. My attention span would change so drastically. <laughs> it was awful. It was so bad. I really would do that too. I think we played like, I brought over Halo 2. I think we played like two or three levels. We get to like the heretic and I'm like, okay, let's go play multiplayer or something. Like, let's go do something else. Yeah, so. I get that. I get night, I get night like, flashes of people telling me in the middle of campaign, let's go do a multiplayer. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I got to remember that for um, the playcast. I my my first limited edition was like Mass Effect and like Years of War and the documentaries for those. I don't remember them being any good. I remember them being very short yeah. and not. No, working. you're right. Uh, I mean, even Halo so, 3's wasn't that good. No, Halo 3's wasn't. Uh, I remember Oblivion's was just oh, okay. And oh, okay. Shout out to all the people. Uh, you know, rest in peace to all those those tins that got dented with a disc, like like fling flung flung about, and all scraped up. That yep, yep. You know what though is I Shame. you've seen like if you guys have seen Raising Kratos, which is a making of of uh, God of War. 
I'm gonna and then there's Rob um there's one of Last of Us and stuff like that. There's documentaries are getting so much better within the industry, and when I th- I mean that came out after the God of War one came out after the game. If I think about something like that coming out with the game that you get digitally that you can watch, uh, I don't think either of you guys have seen that, but it's phenomenal and it's a great look at just the industry and crunch and and it was fantastic and if. You know, you get to see something like that. I, I, I would be enamored. I'd pay so much money for something like that. Would you rather have the legendary edition of Halo Infinite come with a giant like statue of the ring, Zeta Halo, or a Joe Staten plushie? Joe Staten plushie that I can that I can cuddle and then before I go to bed I say thank you, Joe. Thank you for those. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for the grunt sounds. Thank you for everything. <laughs> and in the plushie, he's holding yes. a little copy of ODST. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, everyone's gonna want the. You're always holding a little copy of the Joe State. Thank you. Everyone would Thank want you. that. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, like, okay. Before we go into like questions, and answers, let's give our final, um, kind of. Su- oh, actually, okay, yeah. Final summary of just like the Series X, Series S, the marketing, the Game Pass, the All Access stuff. How do you feel about it? How do you think Sony's gonna respond? Because people are gonna be listening. Some people will be listening to this, and the PS5 price has probably already been revealed. Uh, so this will be interesting for them. Um, I was also thinking like. What is that experience going to be like playing Halo Infinite for those people who have the original fat black Xbox One at 900? It's like a 900p system. It'll be fun. Like there's going to be, get this, there's going to be people on the Series X playing Halo Infinite and people on the Xbox One original from 2013 with their Kinect sitting You know what, I'll say TV this. We thought this Halo game Infinite. was going to come out this year and it's not, uh, and at this point anything could happen. If they somehow say, hey, it's not going to be playable on Xbox One, it wouldn't surprise me. I know we just had that discussion Can on you, it. What's that gonna look? What's that game gonna play like though on the eight-year-old Xbox One original? Like what? What resolution? I don't know, but it's gonna be right? fun, Brian. That's all I know. Probably be seven twenty. I want to see the comparison. Of it. I'm thinking it'll be seven twenty p with dynamic resolution, and it'll have to be sixty frames still because it'll be multi. You'll be able to. You can play multiplayer with Xbox One original people on your series. That's X. cool though. It's cool, but I'm like, damn, the thing's a potato. Wow. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, okay, Justin, final thoughts on uh, Microsoft's like uh, marketing strategy, the prices, and what you think you'll see from Sony. I, I don't really have anything to add when it comes to Microsoft's, you know, their, their marketing strategy. It, it, they, they've done a very competitive, uh, highly competitive move, and I mean, they, they can afford to invest uh, and lose a lot of money. They're worth a lot more than Sony is. And Sony is the only thing they have going for them right now is their gaming division. And, I mean, right now I think they're probably going to be struggling because they don't really have a a clear path to victory when it comes to the current hardware sales, except for, like, the hardcore fan base they've already got, which they are very hardcore and loyal. but when it comes to, I mean, we, we, we saw that sway between the Xbox 360, you know, PS2 to the Xbox 360 was the dominant one. They got in the door first. They, they kept on it. They had multiplayer. They pushed that. I mean, multiplayer, you're going to want to play on the Xbox. I, I, that, that's, that's where I associate that. So, I mean, for to sum it up, I would think Sony really has to pick um, how they want to... Um, mitigate the damage okay okay yeah uh i get that uh what about you brian uh i i I don't i don't think sony is i don't think sony's having any problem i don't think they're i don't think there's any damage to mitigate i don't think 
they're worried. I think they're worried about the price of their console. I do think that, but I, I don't. I think they're the dominant um, dominant console in the market. I think even casual players prefer Sony PlayStation over Xbox. Um, and I think the thing that keeps the Sony system selling is they have way better games than Xbox does, and they, I mean, more or less have always had better games than Xbox. And they, and they, even at their show this year, which wasn't particularly fantastic, seeing a new, uh, a new Horizon, uh, seeing Spider Man, we know there's going to be uh, another God of War. All these things, um, you know, that for me, I know you guys don't care, but for me, like if Demon Souls, if Demon Souls was coming out on launch, I'd probably get a PS5 before. Uh, an Xbox oh, no, because that, that game is so important to me. Um, but so I, I think really uh, the reason we're seeing such an amazing marketing strategy from Microsoft and seeing them be so consumer friendly and have all these awesome deals is because they were smoked so horribly by Sony this generation and they don't, they're done. They're done. They're done being smoked and they're done playing by by Sony's rules or are letting them, um, that's a nice name for the episode. Dumb being smoked. Yeah. Dumb being smoked. Um, so th- they're going to change the game with stuff like all access and a cheaper console. That's got different hardware and, you know, game pass. They're going to deviate so hard one direction that, um, I think it's going to make Microsoft more successful and eventually might come around that. That's the thing where like, like I'm in the camp, I'm in the camp where I feel like Sony's doing. Just Sony just needs to keep doing Sony, keep putting out uh, great games, and don't they don't really need to change much to keep being successful. That's my opinion. But the thing I will like really agree with Justin on is um, if this eventually wraps around, which I think there's a good chance it will, and stuff like Game Pass becomes huge, like Netflix for gaming, if that wraps around and becomes this thing that people everyone's getting in on, Sony's going to be so far behind on how are they going to. How are they going to play catch up? I mean, it's, Game Pass is already huge. It's got it's got a cheap price. It's got you can download the games to your hard drive. It's not a streaming thing like PS Now. PS Now I don't think is a very good service, and I, I you know I'm not being biased. I just don't think it's very good. Um, and uh, so if if Microsoft continues to beef up Game Pass, put it on X Cloud, put it on PC, all these consoles can play it. And enough years go by and the market changes enough, especially with things like free games like Fortnite and streaming and a lot of the biggest games you didn't even pay anything for. Um, if and, you know, like We know that Halo Infinite is going to be completely free to play, uh, even the multiplayer. You don't even have to buy the game. So um, if they if the market starts to cater to Game Pass and, and like this whole service-y thing, which I feel like it already is. I feel like we can all kind of agree that like games have already started to move towards the service years ago and Game Pass is already kicking ass. If that becomes more and more increasingly popular, Sony is going to have to react to that. And I can't imagine offering a discounted PS Now price is going to do it. So uh, my final sentence is Sony do good now, might do bad later. Microsoft also do good now. Uh, <laughs> Why but, make yeah, big Josh talk when small talk? <laughs> What's that? Yeah. Shit? Kevin Malone says in the office. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, to summarize, uh, I would. I think I look for Sony to just rest on what they've been doing. Uh, I. I it don't. Works for them right now. I don't necessarily expect them to make a price change because so far, despite all the things that Microsoft has tried to do, Sony has still been successful this gen. They've had the momentum. I look for that to change. But I think right now they're still confident enough 
And if they're going to iterate, they're going to iterate in silence for now. I don't look for this uh, event next week to really be anything that's going to drop the mic. Uh, but it could. It could. And, and I'm more wrong than I am right with stuff. But uh, as for Xbox, I think the Series S was the Trojan horse all along. Um, and I think that's why people are so floored and people think their momentum is is really in Microsoft's court. And I think that's why they think the ball is really in Sony's court. Uh, because it was just such a big shock to have a console that can do what it's doing so cheap uh, and, uh, and be, be new. So uh, I, I look for them to have momentum going forward, but it's still going to come down to the games. And I think they've got, at this point in time, after having this console announcement, I feel like Microsoft finally has, uh, I don't know, uh, all their eggs in a basket, but they don't have the basket. If that makes sense, they got every they got everything in their arsenal. They got every bullet, but they don't everything have the, they need. They to don't win. have the gun, you know, so to, to fire it. And what they need is the games. And as soon as they ca- catch up and start getting some of these games out yeah. that are triple A, then they're going to be ready to throw down. And like Brian That's the said, the thing is, if it, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Josh, I didn't mean to interrupt you. You're okay, go ahead. Uh, I was just say like, if 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 we had the Xbox, you know, strategy we have right now. But they had five, six, seven amazing exclusives like Sony does with like God of War, Horizon, Last of Us, whatever. Then if, if it was just if things were exactly as they are now, but Microsoft had just as many high quality uh, exclusives, I feel like they would be like that's then then like it's like obviously I'm still going to want to play those games that are Sony exclusive. Just, but then I'm just like, well, I might as well go with Xbox. Yeah, I mean, you know? we're, that's we're, all they're missing for me. The way I see it is just Microsoft is just they're fighting a different type of they they want to win the console war but they want to win on their own terms so they're fighting the battle differently and we're looking at it constantly from the perspective of it's all about the games which it is in a lot of ways but they're rounding out everything else first like like they're if they're a person they're like taking care of themselves like inner you know in in their inner worth yeah, and everything right. they're taking I'm care work of that. On myself before I try to get a relationship yes with exactly so before yeah. they go present themselves and put themselves out there they're really trying to build up everything now and catch up so then they're really ready to flaunt and i and think at this point thing. competition competition has made it better for all of us like microsoft is doing good and well, doing better because of the competition think about it like this uh, however long this generation might last let's say it's another 8 years by the time we get about 4 years into it Things are going to change in the industry, and it's entirely possible that so much could have changed in those four years because of how successful Microsoft's stuff and approach may have gone. That might be industry-changing four years from now, and that might redefine how we get to the end of this coming era. You know, I mean, you look at just where we're at now compared to where we are at in 2013 or even, I don't know, 2016, you know, or something like that. A lot's changed. Mm-hmm. So it, it's yeah. going to be an interesting battle because this is the first time that two different brands are doing things entirely different. It's exciting. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I, I yeah, this, I think Josh, you might. I don't know if you said it on a podcast before or if it was just off the air, but like you said, like um, you know, uh, this generation kind of started off just feeling like uh, a better version of the last generation. And now it's it's kind of changed as we went on, and it's now become something different. And now with the launch of this new generation, with I think it's going to feel just very different right from the get go. Um, so, um, yep. all right, you guys, Thank ready you. for the questions and answers here? The questions and answers, right from little Twitter. Wow, just some crazy delays there. I should put in like delay a, these nuts, but, Brian. 
afterwards on man you said that a lot this podcast <laughs> i'm ready between between the uh between the spaces i'm gonna edit in let's go back songs between your spaces and oh no, god uh, oh, i used to be such oh, a i was standing in line <laughs> twitter <laughs> um look the question is yeah look at this photograph <laughs> <laughs> anyway picture of answers if you're someone who plans on purchasing a new Xbox this year, Purchase what would Sony... Oh, my lordy. I cannot believe this. Josh has a mental illness, this this <laughs> podcast. You can say he's going nuts. <laughs> Jeez. God. If you're someone who plans on purchasing a new Xbox this year, what would Sony have to reveal between now and November to make you pick up a PS5 instead? I kind of already said what I would have, what they'd have to do for me. If Demon Souls came out and mm. launch this year, I would get a PS5 instead. So, uh, is there anything for you guys that Sony could do? Is there anything at all that could make you guys get a PS5 before an Xbox? Uh, Justin, you go first. They would have to do something. Better than uh, better than Game Pass, while also having a really good price point. So, like, if they sold like their flagship console for three hundred and had like a Game Pass and stuff like that, um, that would make it really competitive. So you might buy a PlayStation first if they did that. Probably. Okay. That's actually, I mean, like we know that's not going to happen, but it's actually a reasonable expectation to me. Because some people were like, they have to obtain the Halo IP. <laughs> so, you know, we'll see that right. question there. Josh, what about you? Toy Story 2, Buzz Lightyear to the rescue, remake, baby. Woo! Get on my level. Can you feel me? I would buy that shit day one. Day one. I'd buy day zero. I'd find a way to sneak in there and get that shit. Boot up that main yeah. menu. Oh, my God. I'm going to go to the toy barn. And get fucked uh, up. I can't believe I got to drive all the way to work on a Saturday. All the way to work. Across <laughs> uh, the street. Uh, yeah, he drives across the street. <laughs> uh, Josh, if you if that game came out like a Toy Story two uh, remake, I would hope you would you would become a Twitch streamer known just for playing that only. Like you're the best. You hold the record for being the best Twitch Start doing, player. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd cool. Be that'd be fun. I love that uh, game. On a, on a serious note, well, I know you would buy a PS5 for that, but like, what's something more likely you would buy a PS5 more realistically? For this year? Yeah. Uh, honestly, if they if they announced a new Uncharted game, there's rumors that one's being okay. worked on. But so if, like, it, if it launched with like Uncharted Five, yeah, that would probably get okay. me. I'd be like, oh crap, I really got to finish Four and Lost Legacy now and yeah. get caught up. Yeah, I'd want to have that experience right away. Yeah, that's like that's me for Demon Souls though. I the thing I'm kind of worried about is I feel like Demon Souls might come out the first quarter of next year, and I'm not going to be able to buy a PS5 like, <laughs> I because I'll have an Xbox. I'm excited um, for that for you, so I'll be happy for you that day that comes out. Yeah. I've, That'll be one of those so games that's one of those I wish I could be over there and just watch you play it while I hang out. Right, up. yeah. So, And man, Justin, are you going to get Resident Evil 3? Man. I probably will. Uh, once it drops Same here. a bit more. That's what I'm waiting for. Um, I'd love for you to get some yeah. clips of that so I can at least like check that stuff out. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, for sure. There's still so much to play. I still got to play as Claire. And there's a few like three or three or so other like kind of side missions. We're getting for characters. We're getting another dog this year to name Claire, so we have Leon and Claire. That's cool. Yeah, I, I was gonna ask about that. Is yeah. that why I named him? Leon? Yeah. Well, we named him Leon because for me it was because of Resident Evil Four, and for Erica it was because there's a character in Kingdom Hearts named Leon, 
So we just kind of took it Very together. Cool. All right. um, okay, so we got first response from Ryuji Gunblade. Oh, nice. Says Bloodborne 2. Um, yeah. Yeah, I can see that being a big deal. If there's deal. Bloodborne 2, well, if there's Bloodborne, I'm going to own a PS5 eventually no matter what. But uh, Bloodborne 2, I mean, holy crap, there's no way I'm missing that. And if it was at launch, I mean, if Bloodborne 2 was at launch and Halo Infinite was at launch, I would still pick the PS5 because I already have an Xbox One. Hey, at least like, you're getting that. At least you're owning. Yeah, because I because of Bloodborne too. Yeah, uh, he he loved um, those games. That was definitely his uh, high point this generation. I Bloodborne was the best game I played this entire generation. Justin, I don't know Ex- if I ever told you the story, but I gotta say it real quick. There was one time I was watching him play Bloodborne, and Creighton's like sitting behind us, and Brian's fighting this boss, and when he gets down to like a quarter of health, Brian's almost got this guy beat. You see Brian start to relax. He's like he's feeling like he's finally got this guy. This guy starts to mutate. And he whoops the shit out of Brian. Brian's like, oh, 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 oh! And he kills him. And then Brian is so pissed in this way. I've never seen Brian get mad playing a game. Brian is mad. And then Creighton's like sitting behind him, who's been giving him advice up to this point, and goes, I know what you need to do, Brian. And Brian turns around and goes, what? And Creighton goes, get good. And then Brian turns around. Brian, Brian turns around. Brian turns around and goes, I knew you were going to say that. It's like, I want to slap him. Yeah. <laughs> and then guess what, though? I eventually got good, just like y'all should if you haven't finished. If you played Bloodborne and couldn't beat it. Um, Ian, our buddy not- Ian, Big Dog Mills, says, Halo Infinite Kappa. <laughs> yeah, so, <man. laughs> PS5 oh, needs Halo Ian. Infinite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> like um, our buddy Simon Luxenberg says, Simon. There's no instead. I'm getting a Series X and paying it off for two years with the Xbox All Access and getting a PS5 immediately. I need me that Spider-Man. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's like, something we didn't touch on too much. It's really cool. Is like there's gonna be a lot of people now who are gonna go. I'm getting me a PS5 and then get me a Series S on the Xbox All Access yeah. plan. Like it's gonna be interesting to to to, to, to yeah. get to see what that's like for people and how that might change some things going forward. So it's pretty cool that they're doing that. If I had the ability to just get the Series S, I might do that. But I, I want the X, you know. I just can't. Uh, can you guys tell me real quick? I, we didn't talk about it, but I meant to ask: Is that thing confirmed to be a speaker? What is that? Is it a fan? No, it's fan? Okay, a okay. Oh no, that was a joke. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I figured. But I was like, I actually that's didn't where you, ever look that's into where you it. Order your your burger, your large Coke. Why can't it just be a giant Oreo? <laughs> I actually <laughs> think Oreo it looks pretty good once you see it in more like hands on. That console um, looks awesome to me. Yeah, I think it's cool. And I feel like it would have looked better if the vent was white, which is kind of, I don't know why they didn't do that, but it looks good. It's got a balance. Um, let's see. Oh, so Photon, I feel like this is kind of a... Meme Lord Photon. I think he's kind of under, I think he's kind of making a, a jab at PlayStation because he says, yeah, let's hear it. man, I don't know. I guess promote a controller interchangeability feature. I'm quite partial to the Xbox controller. He's saying this, he don't want to use, he don't want to use that PS5 controller. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Hey, that's fair, man. I'm sure they'll have some kind of a depth. No, the PS5 controller looks like looks like another step towards being closer towards the Xbox controller. It does, and the PS. Yeah. I'm gonna say right now. I mean, I I don't have it in my hands, but the PS5 controller looks to be my favorite controller ever. It looks man. good. And the PS4 one was fire. So it was good. Um. By the way, after we get done with these questions and answers, Photon has a question we got to answer. So, um. Jonathan Valarel says nothing. Xbox all the way. Okay. Um, our buddy Halo Guy eighty five, uh, also patron. Um, yeah. Says, Good question. Less than a six hundred dollar price point and a new Silent Hill exclusive in the first year, and or some ground baking. Bri- ground baking. <laughs> some ground baking. <laughs> that thing's gotta be able to make me some blueberry muffins. You know what I'm saying? 
Uh, he says groundbreaking sort of backwards compatibility implementation. That's something we didn't talk about too much either. The, uh, as far as backwards compatibility goes, it's a joke. Uh, PlayStation's is a complete joke compared to Xbox's. They got PS4 backwards compatibility, and that's it. So, Justin, if they came out, if they just announced like Resident Evil Four is gonna like remake is gonna come out on launch on PS5, is that gonna and like incite you at all? Is that gonna? I've never played. Resident Evil 4. Right. I mean, I've seen gameplay of it. Back well, I just mean just G4. going off now that you're like, you're just coming off too and you're like enjoying that. You, you were talking like you want to play a little bit more. Yeah. I'm I'm not too like enthralled with, uh, you know, playing as uh, Jill Valentine too much because just because the movie. Oh, you're talking about three. Josh is talking but, about four. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, no, I understand that. So I, but I have to. I have to do three before I get the four. I'm not some kind of. I, mean, I am. <laughs> you didn't play. I'm, not, I'm a you didn't play Resident now. Evil 1. I jump games. Well, five was my well. Seven was technically my first, but then I went back and five was my first full experience, and that was a blast. Yeah, two was my first. Four was my first. Two there, so it doesn't matter which one it was. It just matters. And, that and, you and honestly, I thought one was really difficult. I needed to use a guide. So that one scared the shit out of me as a kid. You got to start somewhere. You got to get experience. You got to get kind of yeah. Get and like Brian Bloodborne, you got to get good. And I did. Eventually, <laughs> I and thought like you would literally get good, five and hours. Get good. <laughs> I literally became a god. Yeah, you did get game. super good at that game. It was fun to watch you play that. No, I'm just kidding. I'm okay. I'm good. I did beat it though. You beat the, it. The, the, final, the, actually, the final, the final boss, the final boss of Bloodborne uh, was the one that I, it, it actually it challenged my psyche because I couldn't beat it. I just could, the final boss of Bloodborne. I could not beat. It. I went to work and just like I would sweat thinking about. It. I could not beat. I could not beat it. Uh, and eventually I beat it, and I almost, almost broke into tears. Um, Love it. So uh, Jacob Brooks says, They couldn't make me change my mind. I've always been invested as an Xbox fan since the beginning mm -hmm. and plan to continue that with the Series X. I think I'll get a PS5 maybe next year. I think that's something that, like, we got to be real here. Like, at this point in the gaming industry, like, because of DLC and microtransactions and, and accounts and everything... At this point, you're you're usually too far invested in a platform to just give it up. I mean, there's not many people out there who can go, I'm done with this platform now. Because, I mean, I think Justin could pull it off because I don't think you have much, if, if any, PS uh, PlayStation Marketplace purchases or licenses, right? You, Last of Us yeah, one so like uh, on the PS3. Three. Yeah, so three, like, yeah, it was the last you know, one. For Justin, it would be... It'd be borderline insane for him to drop Xbox and go to PlayStation because he'd just be losing all of his everything. No, that's, I mean, that's what I said on the Playcast. Uh, I kind of, I've spent so much of this generation building up my digital library of third party and some exclusive games on Xbox that I don't really want to shift and do that for PS5. I want to just continue that with Xbox and have the PS5 be my exclusives. You know. Oh. Oh, well, you, you had a playcast. Oh, yes, at youtube.com slash sacred icon Halo, where we are currently playing through the Halo Combat Evolved story. And it is a lot of fun. Make sure you guys go check that out. Be sure and give it a like and subscribe and leave the, a comment letting us know what you think. And the library episode. Now, is that sacred tonight. icon Halo? Is that sacred icon Halo uh, space? Or is that one word? One word? It's all together. Oh, like, we're getting to the three later, of us. The three of, the three amigos. That's really cool. Thought it'd be cool, and it was. Yeah, like we're all over the place. That <laughs> we are. Let's That's all right, though. I love it. it. Uh, let's see. Let's get. Let's pull one more here. This is from Spartakai. Spartakai. I'm Spartakai. 
Sticking with Xbox ever since 2001, and that won't change. It's my number one. I could get the PS5 down the line like What's I that? did with PS4, but Xbox with Game Pass just benefits me so much more. What's up, Justin? What, what was the question again? What was the what would it to take get a for PS5 you? this year instead of an Xbox? Yeah. Now, well, it seems like yeah. a lot of general consensus people. I get it. I I I, I get the response, but that's. Mm. I want I want I I want somebody to like make me get a PS5 because I have not gotten a PlayStation. You want to have that reason, like you want to, yeah, for you personally. Yeah. What is so is that what is the yeah. reason? Just a Game Pass alternative? I mean, what is the thing you need? Well, let me actually let me let me rephrase that if I can kind of remix Brian's question. Is there any current series that they have exclusively that could like that they could do a new game of that would excite you, or would they have to do like a new IP? Like uh, assuming it's a game, is there something? What would it take? Um, they don't have a great. I, correct me if I'm wrong. Have they ever had like a hit multiplayer game exclusively? That's that's not third party. Yeah, I don't yeah. think so. I mean, they have they have stuff that's done well, but I'm not. I know what you're referring to, and nothing of that caliber. I mean, things like Killzone did really well on the PS3, but that's not like a Halo or a Gears. Um, this generation, let's see, Last of Us Two didn't have it. Uh, Horizon didn't have it. Uh, but the thing they're known for is really good, high-quality single-player experiences. Yeah, that's really. And important. then, and then the multiplayer for third party is just as good as Xbox. So, it might, you know, I think that's where they get their. For you, it's like multiplayer, kind of, Justin. It seems like what I'm getting the impression of. I'm I I, I am more kind of a single player, but I I do like having the multiplayer to go back to. Yeah. Uh, but I Justin, are we gonna get Brian's ass out this way when Halo Infinite drops, so we can have a we can all reunite for a LAN party? I mean, that's what I want. I, I that's up hey, to I had a, I was gonna say we year. just drag his ass out here. So. I had a LAN party scheduled this year, but you know who could account for a pandemic canceling it? So yeah, I know. But, but man, I I can't wait for that to happen. That'll be great. All the food stuff on our faces with Doritos and, and pizza and. Dorito, Dorito pizza. I'll still, drink, I'll still drink just as much soda as Ooh, ever, but I drink zero calorie now, so I don't feel as bad. <laughs> soda. Oh, man. All that. Everyone Good talking night. about Halo, listening to music that I don't even ever listen to. It's the only time I'll ever hear it. I'll be like, Brian, what's this song? And you'll be like, all that remains. Cool. And I'll be like, who's this by? And you'll be like, take it back Sunday. And I'll be like, who's this guy? And you'll be like, Lincoln Park. And I'll be like, who's this one? You'll be like, uh, this one's Alice in Chains. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I thought that one was familiar. That's the only one I know, though. I don't think Brian would ever. I have them on my phone. Am I wrong there? Oh, I'm not no like kidding. a huge fan, but they got some songs I like. Um, Get out of here. Yeah, but anyway. yeah, Josh's music's always got to be happy and jumpy and rhymey and up. I don't know. Sometimes I listen to despair. Sometimes I just stare at my wall and brood while I listen to like. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you brooding to Phil Collins? Let's be real. Brooding to Phil Collins. Put it up, put it up, put it up. What kind of song he's singing? You got the freaking Tarzan soundtrack for the Nights Are Depressed. You'll be mine. There's just be staring up at the moon. Yeah. <laughs> From this day on. Oh, that's funny. I like uh, that. Let's go right, with that. All right, Josh. We are going to go super quick through these. We got a new patron, $1. Thank you so much, Joshy Big Boy. Ah, it's me. Just kidding, guys. Just, that is Josh awesome, is, though. Yeah, Josh. Wouldn't it be funny boy. if Josh is just giving to our patron? Uh, <laughs> That's really we got. Cool. Thank you so much, other Joshy. New patron Ryan Barca. Thank you, so Ryan. Much, thank you so much. Love the name, Dustin Mondre. Does Ryan Barca sound like a motocross 
person. I picture him. Isn't there like a Barca whale? That's what I picture. Oh, I don't know nothing about no whale. Like he's skinny. I don't though. Like I don't want to like tell him that he's a whale. He's like the skinniest, biggest. I whale love ever whales. Whale. I just don't mess with them. I'm a little intimidated by him. But Ryan Barca, who was after Ryan Barca? Dustin Mondre. Dustin Mondre, thank you so much, buddy. Anthony Nicolosi. Anthony Nicolosi, super funny guy. Thank you. Uh, Corey Hanks. Uh, Corey that Hanks, is, the cousin um, of Corey Haim. Thank you so much. In the Discord. Yep. We got Kilimanjaro. Kilimanjaro. <laughs> I don't know why that caught me off guard, but it did. Uh, instead of kill, how about how about Halo Infinite instead of Kilimanjaro? It's Kilimanjaro. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it's like a, da, 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 da. it's like that little sea crab from the Little Mermaid song going, you know. Oh shit! Da, 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 Next, da, we da, got da, some da, protein jugs. Protein jugs. The mental image I get in my head. My Justin's God. over looking like you guys got a patron named Protein Jugs. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Protein jugs. And we're looking for juice carton. We're waiting for them to join up. Yeah. <laughs> juice carton. <laughs> uh, we got Hyperstellar. Hyperstellar. It's it's the sequel to Interstellar. We got Oni BB947. Love Oni. Great guy. G, great Morse code, Morse code, Morse code. And now you're no, just being I'm a smart kidding. ass. I know. I'm sorry, Oni. I love you, dude. He's such a cool dude. He's, he is, he's awesome he's in the great. Discord. Uh, oh, by the way, you know, Protein Jugs has a name, but should we just not say it so he can just continue to be Protein Jugs? Uh, I just want to keep it at Protein Jugs for now because I like that, but... but yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you, if you want us to, man, if you're listening to this and Josh you want us like to protein give jugs. out your name, yeah, let us know. Yeah. Do it. Or we could... Okay, his, na- well, his name's Jacob. We could just do a combination. Go Jacob Jugs. <laughs> Middle name Protein, last name Jugs. Protein Jacob. Protein Jacob. Uh, we got MH Cosplay bursting through the ceiling in that ODST drop pod. Oh my gosh, I'm covered yeah. in Hormel Chili. Hey man, we know Halo got delayed, but we're still coming out with that Halo Hormel Chili. Gonna go, hey man, brother. Hey man, brother. <laughs> That's darn tootin'. That's darn tootin' right out your chili hole. We got Genesis, and I don't know why <laughs> chili hole. Jeez. Genesis, and I just pictured the <laughs> album by Hilary Duff called Metamorphosis. <laughs> She's that? like, Metamorphosis. <laughs> That chili hold made you think of that? No, Genesis did. Oh, Genesis. That makes more sense. I don't know why chili hold made me think of that. I don't either. That's why I had it. That's a whole different Lizzie McGuire. You know what I'm saying? Genesis, thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? We got Ian Big Dog Mills. Ian! Go back a couple episodes. Yeah, if you guys haven't listened, go back a couple episodes listen to the Ian Big Dog Mills. That guy has a story. He's got a hilarious story about getting Halo 4. Oh, my gosh. Has to be heard. Has to be heard. We got that spicy meme, Lord Photon. We didn't answer his question. I'll, I'll ask it real quick. He said, what if Master Chief, what if they did Halo again and Master Chief was a female and Cortana was the male in his Like, head? are you, okay. It's like a reboot of the series. Reboot. They swap gender roles. Well, then I'd, I'd, probably get the, I'd probably get the hots for Master Chief. I'd probably start crushing on Master Chief. The story would switch from like, oh, I like my baby girl Palmer and... You know, I like Halsey and Halo 4 to, I want to see what what's underneath that helmet, you know. I, <laughs> well, I just I just picture that it's the exact same games, but just the roles are reversed. So it's just like, this cave is not a natural formation. You know, Cortana says yeah, nothing. No, in all sense, I, I mean, I think, I think it'd be fine because, I mean, I don't think there's... <laughs> what's up? Can you picture Steve Downs curled up in a ball and he's like... AIs deteriorate after seven years, Cortana. <laughs> <laughs> Except that wouldn't be his voice at all. I wouldn't so. want him to sound like that. I wouldn't want him to sound like that. AIs deteriorate after eight, seven years, I, Cortana. No, it doesn't need to sound like that either. No. It doesn't need to sound like a carbon copy of Master Chief. Just as long as it doesn't sound just, like you got Roland. anything to add to that? I, I just think if Master Chief was now Cortana, 
uh, you know, like the rules were reversed or whatever, uh, that, uh, I mean, Cortana can be a little bitchy. If you go, go back and replay Hitler, we were, kind of yeah, bitchy here we and there. So Self-assured, sure, you would not like, like him Steve as a character. As the hologram. It wouldn't work like, for oh, dude. Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think it's, that sounds more like Dr. <laughs> Phil? I would take Dr. Snap, crackle, pop. I would take Dr. Phil as Cortana, as a male <laughs> She's saying to Cortana, like, you okay, need to reconsider your life that. and think about what your priorities are. Well, okay, what about, bottom. what about the, yeah, I was going to say, what about that scene? Hit me up with the sound of Dr. Phil on... Uh, what is it? Assault on the control room when she finds out about the flood and stuff, and she's telling Chief to like leave and shit. And he's got to. Chief, go. you need to get out of here. There's some serious priorities taking places other than this control room, and you've wasted far too much time. Do I look like I'm joking to you? The audience ain't laughing. We care about your health and stability. I am. <laughs> that was pretty good. I want to see. I want to see Doctor Phil uh, talking to the grave mind. Uh, That'd be great. Flesh and metal, uh, but others are are just organic beings, and we are brothers. <laughs> we are, you know, we are. This place will make us brothers. I, you know, some people tell me that I'm a monument to all their sins. I am the monument. Oh my god! You Anyways, know what that sounds guys. like that sounds like it's like look at me. I'm the captain now. Like, look at me. I'm the monument. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dr. Phil. I'm the captain now. Next patron is Nick Ray, baby. Nick, you go Nick Ray. Thank you, Photon. Thank you, Nick we Ray. We sent him out some sacred swag recently. Yes. Uh, we got best moderator. Well, he's tied with our other moderator, Cole. Go! Jondon, not going to say your last Crimson name. Crimson Seraph Jondon. If they come out with the Crimson Skies remake and they don't put the Crimson Seraph in there, I'm not buying it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, either. Um, J- Justin, if you if you had to go get like some work done on your back, like a chiropractor... And you saw a big billboard that said Justin Howard Chiropractic. You'd believe that that was a real thing, right? Because we had a patron guy. His name's Justin Howard, but we never talked to him. So we just think that he's like a chiropractor. I, I don't like his name that. seems like it could be the name of a chiropractor or maybe a lawyer, Justin Howard. What do you, what do you like picture? You, what kind yeah, of person do you picture off. Justin Howard being? I think after Harvey Birdman, attorney at law, you can make anything attorney <laughs> at law. Justin Howard, Howard attorney, attorney at law. I'd hire him. Yeah. Okay. Hope I never have to though, Justin. But I'm just saying I would. Which one are you talking to, me or Justin Howard? Both at the same time. Well, I would never want to have to hire either. One of you guys is but both. flesh and metal. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Shut out of here. <laughs> this is my. You shouldn't be having your mind concluded. I haven't even begun to tell you about the improvement. We got a really nice facility. We'll have someone take you down there. Got three square meals a day. My wife, she reads you a bedtime story. Tell she tells me some real. You should hear these bedtime stories she's been telling. I fall asleep within seconds. <laughs> uh, anyways, guys, we have Trevor Pokey, yep. Forever Pokey. our bro. Thank you from man. another store. Spirit, yes, stocking them shelves. Stocking. We got the Shipleys. The Shipleys, ladies and gentlemen, the new season. doing their 1950s black and white sitcom. Love it. Love it. We got Duststorm from Podtacular. Dust Go Storm. way back. We got a great episode with him on way our back, podcast, like but also we guested on his podcast. So check out Podtacular and look for them sacred icon Halo boys. Um, we also got Glass. Glass. Thank you, bro. He's that been one won't... of our longest supporters. Dude, he just doesn't shatter. He doesn't. I can sing as loud as I want about... Did you say... Sh- oh, yeah. He don't shatter. He's hard. He's that hard glass. He's like... He's the glass. He He's reach after the covenant glassed it. Oh, That's him. shit. He's a he's a planet of glass. Oh, you got that baked Ooh, potatoes? Da, da. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, mashed potato. Oh, fuck. oh, shit. 
and finally, Josh. We no longer Josh, family needed, friendly. I didn't say it. I just go. I don't actually say it. I just kind of let it trail out. Um, the and finally, Justice League and knew it needed more. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Matthew it's, Salvatore. Boom. He's he's gonna get us the iron cut next. He already got us the Snyder cut. He's gonna get us the iron cut. Yeah. So definitely. I mean, who doesn't want to see more of that Jared Leto Joker goodness? Am I right, Justin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna pet my cat. Uh, all right, guys. Away from the couch. This has been a seriously Fudge, Jared Leto. cuff weird episode. We've been kind of bozos, but hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully you guys like having Justin back on. We've actually heard a couple people say they really enjoyed hearing Justin on there and uh, off the you? book. So, so it's fun having um, him on here. Yeah, you get so, goofy uh, every time. Um, <laughs> can can I ask you real quick, Josh? To we're using Squadcast and it like it randomly generates names, but you can also put your name in there. Hey, hey, Josh, Hulking what's Hogan's your name? Balls. Okay, I just wanted I just wanted everybody to know that that I've, I've been reading that over and over yeah, again. You've heard of Hogan's Heroes for the last. Nobody got no love. You got no love for shut, my name, Rubik's up. Cube player. <laughs> That's gonna be my rap name. Me, <laughs> Rubik's Cube player. They I, say I they be playing that game, but I be playing that Rubik's Cube player. I want to hear your first your first single featuring Doctor <laughs> Phil. <Yeah. laughs> they say it's the game of life. But it's not concluded. Uh, yeah, yeah. Rubik's Cube play a feat, Dr. Phil. What? Hey, can that be the name of this podcast episode? Sure. Okay. Oh, they came boy. in late. All right, guys. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, that's sacred, at Sacred Icon Halo. You got Josh at Jovial Joshy. Boom. I'm at Brian's Bane. Boom. We got our buddy here, Justin, at JP Can Levitate. Boom. Uh, you can check out his uh, blog at, what's the website? LevitatingCow.com? Levitating cow. cow his cow ascends. Just picture like a cow just like just levitating, just like a foot bang, off bang. the ground towards you. That's like a horror movie. Brian, type can you give me a bang bang? Bang bang. Just can you give me a bang bang? Just say bang bet. bang. Bet. Bang bang. Bing bit. Bet. Bang bang. Bang bang. Based. People <laughs> say these words, I don't know what they mean. They're just like bet, bet, based. Bang bang. That's lit. Um and if you guys want to go to our website, it's sacrediconhalo.com. Uh, if you want to hit us up on Patreon, we got uh, three tiers there. We just sent out a bunch of swag, T-shirts and stuff. Uh, that's at patreon.com slash sacrediconhalo. We get a Discord. Everyone's invited. Um, yeah, guys, basically, I'm going to send this out by saying I really appreciate the fact that you guys were here today to listen to the advice that we have to offer you. I want to thank my guests. We got the J- Mr. Uh, uh, the Jovial Joshi, and we got the uh, JP Can Levitate Justin. I'm going to go ahead and say, guys, I'll see you next time. Um, These boys told me to tell you to keep it sacred, and peace. Take us out, Josh.